Blog Talk Radio. This is Mark Grace, and you're listening to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sandpeed. Another edition of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Show, Podcast, and the like. Episode number 3.30, coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, Comac, New York. It is 9.30. It is Thursday, August the 2nd, 2012. It is time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, yet again. Episode number 30 on the year. Number 85, actually number 86 since we went on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, it's probably episode number like 110 overall. We've been doing it for a while. And here we are, live, coming to you live. But also, then you'll listen on the podcast, which is nice. Uh, we got a ton to talk about tonight. We're going to talk Olympics. We're going to talk uh, the Mets, the Yankees, the Jets, President Obama. Chiming in on the Jet quarterback situation? No, comma, seriously? President Obama. President Obama chiming in. It's enough that Chick-fil-A is going on, all sorts of... President Obama has an opinion on the Jet quarterback situation. <laughs> all right, we're gonna, I, I can't, because everybody says the media doesn't blow the Jets out of proportion. Are you kidding? Except the president. Needs to weigh in on Tim Tebow and Mark Sanchez. Uh, let's let's do this. Let's just do this. What are we even waiting for? Let's just do this. Let's go see a no. movie or something. Let's go see a movie together. Let's just do this. My partner in crime. My no. partner in crime. My partner in all things that rhyme. Mr. Brian Calniva Carpino Caliente. Mr. Co-host. Hello, Brian. Hi, Steve. Hi, buddy. Woo. I was uh, I was on fire uh, there. Man, couldn't stop you. It was very radioy, wasn't it? No, oh, but it was good. It was it was sincere radioy. No, I think I mean I think everything I I do is is sincere. I mean it sounds radioy sometimes, but everything you said was absolutely sincere. That's how you feel. The great, the great thing is we'll be an hour and fifteen into the show and the radio is gone. It's like it's, it's all a, sincere, but when I open the show, I'm really like, "Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. We got a big one. Here's my my partner in crime, 
It's very, like, ah, uh, it's crappy. What's up, dude? Dude. <laughs> oh, that's better, yeah. Oh, that's me? Dude, what's up? Yo, bro. I've decided that I've decided that uh, we need a persona. What what kind of like a I don't shtick? Know. Uh, yeah, not no, it's not shtick. No, we don't do shtick. Exactly. Uh, in fact, that's offensive. It's not shtick. No, it's 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 like an essence. <laughs> Who are we? That's right. It's a persona. It's like you want to take on a persona. All right. Because we've we've witnessed this with one of our favorite local talk show. Uh, uh, sports talk hosts, right? Who has taken on a persona? He's the tough guy. He's playing the role of angry tough guy sports fan. I can't do that. Why not? Because it's just you want to talk about genuine. That's not genuine. You can do. Oh, you can do it. Oh, I can do it. You don't want to do it, <laughs> and I don't think anybody wants us to do it. My favorite. Uh, no, <laughs> no one does. No one. Uh, my favorite uh, Conan moment was what I was channeling there before, by the way. Which one? Great old Conan sketch. I used to watch Conan. Did you watch Conan? Loved Conan O'Brien. Did you? Loved him. But I think that he has not evolved. I think the rest of the world has evolved around him, Conan. and he's he's exactly the same as he was 20 years ago. Yeah. When it was great, but it just doesn't fit right now. Which is a shame, because he was cutting edge. Yeah, and, and you know what's funny, and, and we've talked to our buddy Dr. Ira about this too, who has evolved and has kind of gone past him now, I think, is Jimmy Fallon. Yes. Jimmy Fallon is completely, he's, he's similar to the way that he was back on SNL, but he has taken that and, and enhanced it and evolved into somebody who's really funny right now. That show is almost the evolution of Conan, because yeah, Conan... Up until he left for the Tonight Show, Cal, I still feel like was that's true. was good. You know what I mean? It's when he went to the Tonight Show and tried to tone down that show for eleven thirty that he just lost it and he has stayed stagnant. And Jimmy Fallon has gone the next, you know, gone the next step. I feel well, like. Let, well, let me ask you then. The genre is dead, by the way. The late night talk show. Oh, the whole genre is dead. Well, it's it is and it isn't. It's the traditional way of thinking about it is dead, but I can't tell you how many people watch Jimmy Fallon the next day. They'll DVR it, and they'll watch it the next day. Same He's thing. water cooler. He's water cooler. Like The Daily Show. But All of those late night shows, you watch the next day. See, but I was going to bring that up, though. The Daily Show has evolved. The Daily Show continually evolves. If you watch The Daily Show from five years ago, and you watch it now, um, it's still the same show, and yet it continues to evolve, whether it be the pieces that they have, the people that they bring on. He continues to, uh, and the writers there continue to make that show vibrant and funny mm-hmm. and vital, but they also have the advantage of being a political show. Right. I mean, a political satirical show is going to be easier to keep evolving. I mean, we're going to well, talk about President Obama and the Jets later. Like, politics keeps providing it. That's true. Whereas Conan, and, and of course they also sort of invented, well, they didn't invent that format. Weekend Update invented that format, but, um, you know, on Saturday Night Live. But they mm-hmm. took the idea of Weekend Update and made it nightly. I don't know. The Daily Show is just so good. It's great. I was just going to say about this Conan bit, though. I just, I, I have to get this in. It had to be 10, 12 years ago. It was a long time ago. And I'm watching Conan one night, and the whole premise, Cal, is that this guy, this new guy moved 
into the building upstairs from Conan's office. Okay. And he's got the office directly above Conan's. And so Conan brings him out on the show like, this guy's like my new buddy. Like, he just moved in upstairs. You know, I'm always being loud in my office and stuff. Like, I felt like I should bring him down and introduce myself to him. You know, in case I'm loud or whatever, crazy, you know, it gets crazy in my office, you know. I feel like I should introduce myself to him and, you know, maybe, you know, so he'll understand, you know, who's behind him. And he was one of his regulars. He was one of Conan's regulars. Uh-huh. And he's like, yeah, you, you have the office upstairs for my – that is so cool, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, I just wanted to introduce myself and tell you, you know, I am Conan O'Brien, you know, the show. <laughs> they get a little crazy in the office. He's like, we should be boys, man. We should be boys. Let's just do this. Let's just do this. What do we? We should. And Conan's like, "Yeah, I mean, we can, we can do that, I guess." Let's go see a movie, man. Let's hang out. We should totally be boys. I mean, what are we? What are we waiting for? Let's just do this. <laughs> and he had just introduced himself. Right. It just keeps right. going. Like the the uh, the guy's whole premise is, uh, we're office mates, office above us mates, or something like he calls it, and we should be totally boys. <laughs> so now Conan just wanted to introduce himself, and this guy's like latched on, like, let's go to a movie, let's hang out. What are you doing now? <laughs> like, let's go get a beer. Let's just do this. And Cal, he must have said, "What are what are you waiting for? What are we waiting for?" Like, it was so good, so good, so That's good. That's great. I I think this is a good time before we talk about the Olympics, and of course, uh, Cal, we can't talk about the Olympics in the big Olympics. We're going to talk Mets. We're going to talk Jets. We're going to talk... We got a lot of stuff to talk about because the Mets are back from the dead. The, Met, the, the Mets have the Mike Myers mask on. Well, we'll see. <laughs> we're not buying it. No, but the trade, uh, trade deadline came and went and the Yankees made some moves. The Mets didn't make any moves. The Marlins and the Phillies are Tobias Fionke. There's a fire <laughs> sale. <laughs> you want to try that again? No. Uh, but we're going to talk Olympics with uh, Bishop, Pop Culture PJ. PJ, first, uh, please chime in about the Jimmy Fallon, Conan O'Brien pop culture thing. Because that's what you do. I'm eating again. <laughs> what are you eating? <laughs> I just, I've already, I've already made a coffee. I've already had two cookies. While the theme music was playing, I brought out this nice black bean cilantro hummus. This is a real problem. You know, PJ, the real problem is that none of those things even remotely go together. <laughs> That's never been my problem. I can always go straight from, like, lobster to jello. You know, it's not. <laughs> First of all, the black bean hummus, delicious. Is that the Trader Joe's one? It is. Not oh. Trader Joe's. Oh, Bobby's. Who's who's <laughs> Bobby's Tex-Mex hummus? Who's B-O-B-B-I. Bobby? B-O-B-B-I. And, uh, Bobby. Bobby. Well, that's that's, that's Bobby. a female Bobby. Then. That's a she then. Then it just makes it all the more velvety to me. <laughs> it's lobster to Jello. Yes, and when we're done with the lobster, please bring the Jello course. Right, I'm fine. I'm open for it. The point is, I'm open for it. Well, that, the, might be, dog, that might be our show relax. title now. <laughs> Lobster to Jello. <laughs> That's the spinoff. That's PJ's right. spinoff. Right. <laughs> Lobster to Jello with Pop Culture PJ. 
uh, and Jeremy Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. I'd no, actually, like, Jeremy Tambor. I'd like shows which were thrown off the Food Network for 50, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Jeremy Tambor is doing a stand-up with Richard Klein right now. Richard Klein, by the way, plays Larry on Three's Company. That's where I got Richard Klein. That's where you got Richard Klein. And probably, possibly because I said leisure suit, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> you sure what your cue was. You didn't say menage a trois with the Thompson twins in the hot tub. No. Jack. And Greedy Gretchen. <laughs> Jack, I got, I got Greedy Gretchen waiting in the hot tub. What was the name of the bar? The Regal Beagle. Regal Beagle. Beagle. The, the Regal Beagle. I always get that confused with the Peach Pit because I never watched either show. You never watched Three's Company? I mean, I could understand you not watching 90210, but you never watched Three's Company? My mom didn't let me watch Three's Company. I was oh. I was raised a good boy. You know what show I was not allowed to watch? You know this, Peach. Cal might not. But for those Hill? reasons? No, no, for those reasons. I think I've told you this, Peach. I was not allowed to watch Bosom Buddies. Oh, really? Because oh. it was cross-dressing. Yeah, well. I watched it anyway. Yeah, you didn't have to peer too far into a crystal ball to see what they were trying to protect you against. You had tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> I still do. Are you kidding? Right. For God's sake, he already wanted to go with Donna Summer for Halloween. I'm not letting him watch this show. <laughs> Donna Summer. There I am at age eight. <laughs> Big I'm hair. Going, I'm going as Kingman, Dave Kingman, one Halloween, and going as uh, Nipsey Russell and the Wiz the next year. Nice. Good choice. <laughs> you see, because you got to ease on down the road. <laughs> and I need a brain or a heart. He was uh he was the Tin Man, was he not, Nipsey Russell? Oz never did give nothing to the Tin Man. I believe he was the Tin Man. Yes. yes. Michael Jackson was the Scarecrow. Right. And some character actor was was, was the, lion. the lion. And someone you don't remember. Someone who was probably on the Jeffersons a couple times. Ooh, I don't it. remember. Rest in peace, Sherman Helmsley. Sherman Helmsley, may rest in peace. By the way, I hope I, I was uh, really glad to see everybody get a moving on up joke in on Twitter or Facebook. And and the the deluxe apartment in the sky. Thanks. Good. I'm sure Sherman Helmsley would have liked his life work to be summed up. I didn't see that one coming. Well, the question is, it, you know, I don't <laughs> mind that it made it onto Facebook because Facebook is the place for hacks. My question is, did it end up in the Jay Leno monologue? I had to have. Way to bring right. it full circle, by the way. Speaking of hacks, yeah. what else do you pay me for? <laughs> Honestly, to eat during the show. Oh, I have such plans. How do we not have Bobby's uh, uh, hummus as a sponsor now, after tonight's show? It's a small operation. I'm gonna ha- I'll-, I'll call. We'll see what's going on with Bobby. Hey, this is Pop Culture PJ from Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. You know, when I hunker down to do one of the shows with the boys, there's nothing I like more than some super crunchy, loud chips and some Bobby's black bean hummus dip. Maybe we could get David Brenner to do the spot because they're from Philadelphia. Maybe we could. Maybe we could get David Brenner to do the spot. (laughs) Or as I promised our our listener in London, maybe we could do uh, get Kevin Spacey as Jack Lemmon as Chewbacca. (laughs) That's good. Before we throw the spaghetti in the mix over here, can somebody tell me what the a Wookiee is? 
By the yeah. way, that that gentleman's name was Ted Ross, the uh, the cowardly lion. Ted Ross, he was a character actor from the 70s and 80s. The only other role you'd know him as, maybe, mm-hmm. uh, Bitterman, the butler in Arthur, the chauffeur. No. The chauffeur the in chauffeur. Arthur. Yes. <laughs> if you and your T-shirt would kindly move out of the way, I could enter your domicile. <laughs> you, mean, you mean Bitterman's just not a gag name from Family Guy? Because that's the only one I know it from. No, 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 that's... That was born out of. Oh, Arthur. so they were referencing Arthur. See, that one went. That one went by me. And well done. The original Arthur. The uh, well, the original. No Arthur, one really discusses the other Arthur. No, no one should. That's what I was just going to say. the 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 new author has been on, like, uh, incessantly, <laughs> just like on all the time on the cables on Stars or HBO or whatever. And every time I'm going through the guide and I see it, I'm like, yes. Oh. Wrong one. Right. Wrong one. Good one. He's taking the knife out of the cheese. Do you think he wants some cheese? (laughs) I enjoy Russell Brand. I I love Russell Brand, but bad job. There's no need to remake that movie. Speaking of which. The original's perfect. Total Recall? Oh. What the what? I mean that, that, that looks like it looks like they just sent in what's his name? Colin um what's his Colin name? Firth? What what's his name? I can't think of his name. Colin, Colin Farrell. Farrell. Yeah. Colin Farrell. Colin Farrell. Like it looks like they just sent Colin Farrell like through the set and he was like, Oh, let's let's do some scenes. <laughs> like everything right. looks everything looks the same. Like he was on the Universal tour. <laughs> yeah, he's on the Universal lot, and they let him go past the velvet rope. He's like, "Stop rolling!" You know, we should do it. We should do this one over, mate. Right. We should do it over. We should totally do this one over. Well, I made him unbelievably British, and he's Irish. Yeah. I don't... Bad job there. Uh, Peach, before we get to the big unload and the Olympics and stuff, um, just uh, one to clo- to wrap up the Conan late night. Is the genre dead? No. I don't count The Daily Show in there, by the way. The Daily Show is not a sit-down, late-night talk show. I would put it to you as this. The interest in the sit-down celebrity interview is dead. But the late-night show still has several segments going for it. The monologues are still pretty crispy out there, right? Craig Ferguson's always doing a great one, and his is completely improvised every night. That's true. Rated under, or you know, underrated, overrated, solid. Where do you put Craig Ferguson? He's underrated. I yeah, I put him way, way underrated. Underrated, undernoticed. Yeah. Yeah. Underloved. He's, he's great. Yes. Okay. I, I think, I think it's, the celebrity interview as interesting is dead. It's pointless. Okay. But right. but musical guest sketches, monologues, um, slightly saucier things that you could bring up in the monologue as well because it's 11 o'clock. Um, I think it's all fine. Okay. Some of the hosts stink and have unjustified longevity. Get me? Don't get me wrong. Where are we on Kimmel? I like Kimmel a lot. So do I. He's a mensch. Good for him. He is, That's what I say right? every time I see his show. <laughs> Good for that. That's exactly it with Jimmy Kimmel. That's exactly what comes Jimmy. to mind. Good for him. <laughs> you know what? Nice for him. Good. 
My dad used to say that all the time. Pete, you remember when I started saying that? Oh, nice for you. Yeah. And that became like my thing. You know what? That's Jimmy Kimmel. I see the show. Ah, nice for you. And, Good. And don't forget, Kimmel tried, came right out of the gate, and he tried to do something different. Oh, yeah. No, no, absolutely. panicked producers that made him scale it back. He yep. had a bar yep. on the set. They were he hammered. Too. <laughs> first, like, the well, the problem was they were a little too hammered. hammered. Right. They needed to have like a two-drink maximum rather than a two-drink minimum. He tried to make it the man show. Like in late night, and the man show I, was great. I think I think he watched like the old Hugh Hefner, uh, the you know the Playboy interview type tapes. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. You know, where somewhere you, where between you see Hugh like, Hefner sitting down with Lenny Bruce and Gore Vidal yeah. or something. Somewhere between like the Hefner, then you had a little of like a, a Dean Martin roast feel. You know, because he it had was a lot, loose. He had Jeffrey you Ross. Could, you there, could drink. You, know. you could sit on the couch and smoke. Right. Jeff Ross it was, was one of the producers. Good, and it was live, so it felt dangerous. Yep. They should have let it go. Right. Nice for you. Nice for you. All right. Good for you, Jimmy. You done That's good. That's what I say. You go get him, Jimmy. You I'll do tell it. you what. I, honestly, Peach, I think your assessment of the late night talk show is spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Right. There's a lot of room left in the genre. Uh, Thank you very much. But Conan is second. He's in a lull. He'll be fine. Let's just do this. I mean, what are we waiting for, Cal? Let's do the big unload. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna eat some cookies. Okay. Let's just do this, man. We should do this. What are we waiting? Oh, I gotta find that sketch. I'll send it to you. Okay. Please do. Yes. And now it's time for the big unload, brought to you by PJ. Yeah, PJ will be eating all night. Did I just do a real radio cut? Again. Crutch. You don't have to rest the show from me. Yeah, no, no, it's fine. I like I like to see where it goes. You're just gonna let me do it to myself, aren't you? I I don't think it's a problem. Alright. Well, uh tonight in the big unload we wanna talk about the Olympics. Um the Olympics are underway. I have a few questions and then I'm going to run my own version of the big unload fun load. Or the, or the buff unload. <laughs> the big unload, fun load. Because I have a fun loadian thing for us to do. But you're going to do it during the big unload. That's right. Because PJ says he doesn't have a big unload or a fun load, but he has a fun load. Oh, I don't believe a word he ever says. I'm sure he does. Do you remember singles, Cal, when Campbell Scott's like... Yes. I uh, and I don't mean this at all as a line. I don't have a line. And, she, and Kara Cedric says, "I think you do have a line, and I think not having a line is your line or a thing. I think you do have a thing, and I think not having a thing is your thing." That's PJ. With the fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Olympics. Did you watch the opening ceremony? Very little. Very it, little of the. Yeah, it was. It was. Um, it bored me. I have to tell you. Really? Am I is, is that flying in the face of what you're trying to do here? No, not at all. Okay. I, I didn't I didn't get to see the opening ceremony. I saw bits and pieces and saw highlights. Yeah, I know I only w- PJ produced the opening ceremony, so I know you watched it. Cal, you found it boring? No, wasn't it wasn't boring at all. It was great. You just said it was boring. Yeah, but then you just said PJ produced it. <laughs> so I've changed my opinion on it. I loved it. 
It was great. It was better than Cats, better than E.T. I would see it again and again. No, you know, what happened was I, I came into it late, and I came into it in the middle of the processions of, of countries. Okay. And that, I guess, could get tedious. Which is staged by Benetton, right? Right, yeah. And I never went back to it after that. Oh, that was it? Yes. Yeah, once, once I came off of it, I didn't go back to the rest of it, so... So you didn't see the spectacle? No. Did you see the Beijing spectacle? Yes. Because I did. Yes. And that was ridiculous. That was crazy. Yeah. I remember the Vancouver spectacle, too. <laughs> What's that? Eric Lindros take his pants down? What happened? Hey. What? What Vancouver spectacle? You don't remember? I don't. You don't oh, with the, with the, I do, I do, with the Inuits and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. The Inuits, yeah. The Inuits. And Alanis Morissette. That's, and Brian Adams. Right. They were all there. Well, this, Peach, they used uh, a lot of uh, the British uh, pop groups. Hello. <laughs> what am I, Cousin Brucey? What did I just do there? <laughs> a lot of the... Uh, this is Scott Muni. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, we're getting the let out tonight. They used a lot of the... Here come the kinks. <laughs> Here, com- <laughs> Here comes the synchronized diving team <laughs> and the Who's Quadrophenia. <laughs> London, London oh, calling. Gold. That's gold right there. And the badminton final. Badminton. We can't. We gotta talk about badminton later, by the way. And the, and the shuttlecock eight. Oh boy! <laughs> Which, by the way. Just magnificent. The Shuttlecock 8. Mm-hmm. They're calling them. The eight uh, badminton players who were disqualified. The disgraced That's, badminton players. That's right. i got to give Vicaro a ton of credit, Cal. His article today about that, about how he talked to the one official and had to stifle laughter like seven times because they're talking about a game that Americans play while they have a beer in their hand in their backyard. <laughs> and he's like, I, but I'm trying not to laugh. I'm taking this very seriously. That these badminton players are throwing matches in the early part of their competition, so they don't have to play each other. Right. Uh, and he's like, he's like, you know, what's next? Like the carrying the egg on the spoon in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Olympic events as well. Uh, Peach. I uh, they didn't use the cure. I was very upset by that. Cure's American, aren't they? No. The cult is American. The cult is American. The cure is not. Robert Smith is not American. I think so. Maybe the old uh, Viking running back, Robert Smith. Robert Smith is American, yes. Ohio State. That's right. Correct. Maybe maybe because they had a song called Killing an Arab. <laughs> that could be a lot of people, Peach. Let's be honest. Who has that song? That's correct. All right. Did you know that the Cure's name is from a Nick Drake song, supposedly? No. Yes. That's correct. Oh, I like that bit of trivia right there. Yes, supposedly from a, uh, a Nick Drake song. Oh, what's the song? Shoot, Sugar. Uh, the uh, the opening ceremonies I thought was a, were just a big, beautiful British mess, like <laughs> everything else they do, like breakfast <laughs> and 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 hair care and fashion and teeth and driving. 
all very indicative of one another. It was great. There's uh, there's a picture on the on the website on the Blog Talk Radio website, guys, for the episode of like Voldemort. Am I saying that right? I'm not a Harry Potter guy. Voldemort, the hundred foot Voldemort puppet, right, with Mary Poppinses in the sky behind them. Like, what That's is right. happening? All that all that was missing was the Pink Floyd pig. Like, what? What are we doing? Well, Pink Floyd closed the show. If you made it to the end. No, I thought McCartney closed the show. Pink Floyd music closed the show as they set off fireworks all over the English countryside. Oh. They what played was the, all the that you touch and all that you see. Really? They played Brain Damage Eclipse? Yeah. Really? And, uh, somebody you know started to burst into tears. <laughs> wow. I forgive your 10-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> totally blaming Lily there. Yeah, my daughter. I don't know. Yeah. It wasn't me. You got misty eyed over over <laughs> yeah, Pink Floyd being used at the right time. Uh yeah, wow, that, I didn't know they, that. They were a mess. Every everything was a mess. I mean, just even even the themes that they were going to go from the agrarian age to the industrial age. <laughs> they tried you know, Industrial Revolution or whatever. They, they were taking the opening ceremony. They were being handed previous opening ceremonies that were so thrilling that that people lost their minds. You know, six hundred thousand Chinese people playing synchronized drums made made, made the world afraid and thrilled <laughs> at the same time. And the English followed it up with, "Let's take our country's history and make it very boring." <laughs> <laughs> Let's edit together some music that everyone has forgotten. <laughs> and we'll have teenagers dancing with it with cell phones in their hands. Uh, and that's it. We'll run with it. Yeah. It'll be great. Wait, bring out J.K. Rowling to read Peter Pan. Good. Done. Print it. <laughs> Got it. 100 Mary Poppins. Done. <laughs> Fund it. Brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Were, yeah. Do you think they were going for dignified, though? Or were they not? Am I giving them too much benefit of the doubt? Dignified is a strong word. I don't know I don't know if I would go with dignified. Well, no, what they were going for, not what they <laughs> ultimately achieved. Not what Let's they got. do this and everyone will, will rightly see that we are a dignified people. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if 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 the plan actually went that far. Like, I, I don't know if anybody raised their hand and said, "What does all this mean?" <laughs> we're starting yeah. with sheep, and we're having the people carry. <laughs> I mean, they had this thing at the end. I don't know if you, so. Cal didn't see all all of it, but at the end of the arena, it looked like they had built the Shire. Right, right. And, and every and all the flags were were being planted on the Shire, so like it looked like they were taking over Bilbo Baggins' home. <laughs> well, look, <laughs> the just, Hobbit is coming out. I mean, just endless. Oh, can we talk about that later, please? Hey, you run the fun load, whatever you want, pal. If you want to make it PJ's movie minute, you know, you knock yourself out. Oh, I need new music. Why would you do that? <laughs> oh man, now we got to get outfits. I gotta get outfits. I gotta call Michael Medved. 
I think I, I missed the opening ceremony. I was sort of bummed about it because the Beijing one was so, as you mentioned, just redonkulous. Redonkulous. On, uh, and uh, I heard this one was greatly disjointed. Like that's That was the one word I had heard to describe it. It had no connective tissue. Right. It was like, oh, we're in the Industrial Revolution, and here's the yard birds. <laughs> like, wait, what? Wait, we're in the Gilded Age. Why? <laughs> like, what if, what if, what if they took down all the signs at Epcot, and you were just going from attraction to attraction, not knowing what they were? Wouldn't you be right. confused? <laughs> Sounds like a good idea. Like that. Yeah. Sounds like a good plan. <laughs> um, all right. But the I rock do wanna, were great. I do want to get to uh, my my version of the fun load, and I and I want to tell you, it came about very um, organically. My wife is a huge Olympics fan, huge. And as our our one buddy was uh, teasing Cal and I today, Peach, uh, Dan, our buddy Dan was teasing me about. Uh, how much time I'm putting in watching the Olympics to buy equity. It's all capital. (laughs) So I can watch like seven hours of football on a Sunday. I watch women's gymnastics or, you know, whatever. But I can get into it, for sure. Sure. That's totally defensible. You get no argument. That's right. And so so anyway, she and I, uh, watching the Olympics, I think it was on Sunday, our first day. We've watched four days worth. We're DVRing it. Um, got into this conversation about whether she's not really, my wife's not really into the winter games. She likes some of the events there, but more into the summer games, loves the summer games, very into it. And I said, all right, wouldn't it be great if, or she said, remember when they were every two years? So remember when they were two years apart? So you had, you had the, uh, uh, they were staggered. They are staggered now. They are staggered. Oh, they, that's right. I'm sorry. They were in the same year. That's right. 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 That's right. Sorry. They are staggered now. Right. She was saying, remember when they were in the same year? So you had the winter in February, and then you had the summer games, you know, in the same year. And it was sort of like overkill. Like, it's cool that they're staggered now. But we were wondering, like, if you could go back to that. Basically, what it came down to was, if you could – I said to her, I said, all right, you get – the Teresa games. You can only pick 10 events from both the winter and the summer. So we're combining them. As a fan, you get 10 events. That's it. You can take as many from the winter, as many from the summer, as you want. The Teresa Olympic Games go. And she fired off her 10 events. So... I pose that to you boys. The Cal Games. The PJ Games. The Bishop Games. The Bishop Games, right. No, just Bishop Games. Bishop Games, right. Like Hunger Games. That's correct. (laughs) You get to pick ten events from either Olympics, winter or summer. Give, Give me... Give me the you want, what do you want to start? We want to start with the PJ Games, Cal, or the Cal Games? Well, I want I want to start with a question here. Yes. Are we are we are we supposing that we are going to actually have this event where all ten event ten game ten 
competitions, ten events are, are occurring at the same time? This is this yeah, this is you get to pick ten events. All right. And you get your own Olympics to watch, obviously on TV. Right. And then first, are we first thing I pull out is basketball. Nonsense. No, no, no. We're not pulling out. We're putting in. No, here's my second question, though. Are we suspending reality? Because it, it, logistically, you cannot have winter events and summer events at the same time. You just can't do it. Oh, I guess they can't play hockey in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. He's being a little bit you of a can't, now. Well, you can't, you can't ski in Phoenix. You can, but it costs a lot of money, pal. And is that where we're hosting these games? <laughs> How did Phoenix get the Teresa games? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who did they, they outbid for that? <laughs> right. No, yes, we're suspending the reality that okay. you will be in a location where you can have all the games. Got it. I would say it would have to be in a, uh, most likely in a, a winter uh, uh, location because you can have the beach volleyball inside. You don't need the beach. But, you know, to have a ski jump, you could use the Alps. So, yeah. All right? So, yes, you can can logistically host all ten of your events in the same place. All right? The PJ Games, let's go. Now, don't do what I'm taking out. Just give me ten events that you need to have in your games. You're sucking the fun out of this. I am? Yeah. But I wouldn't need... Like the games police... (laughs) First thing I would do is I would combine luge into canoeing. You start on the luge game. You start on the luge track, and then your loser has to get out and transfer to the canoe to do the canoe slalom. Would that be collusion? That would be collusion. 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 Canoeing. <laughs> That's like when Andrew Dice Clay tries to say collusion. The collusion. Oh, <laughs> Andrew Dice Clay. <laughs> That's when he's trying to say a trade between two teams is is not right. The collusion. Oh, collusion. <laughs> Hunter Pence. Track and field has got to be in there. Track and field. Now you you get all of track and field there. It That's what I'm one? aiming for. I, I was trying to. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it all in. You can pull things out of there if you'd like. That I will allow. Steeplechase out. Stupid right. Bingo thing. bango. That's what I'm saying. Like you can pull things out of. Teresa you took told me all I couldn't of track and field. Things. You're very inconsistent. Have you ever done no, this she, before? She took all of track and field. So it's a javelin, shot put, yeah. all of it. She took it all. You need it all. Right. You need it. I like these all-encompassing sort of events. Right. Okay. So you have track and field, and you have collusion. Yeah, collusion, absolutely collusion. <laughs> you know who would be really good at collusion? Scott Forrest. The Swiss. Oh. And, and, sure. and also the Phillies, apparently. And the Phillies. <laughs> and, and the Astros. Uh, okay, so PJ has two. Cal, you want to give me two? Yeah, I'm going to give you biathlon. Awesome. I love oh, the that biathlon. Oh, so great. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm writing these down, by the way. Okay. Because that's important. You have yours too, right? Yes. Okay. I have my ten. All right. So I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna start with the biathlon. Okay. Give and the then biathlon we're gonna too. put it on mine. It's a good one, right? Yeah. Put it on my tab too. All right. All right. So PJ's at the three. 
PJ has track and field, collusion, <laughs> and the biathlon. If they're both going to be there, I don't see how you don't combine at least a few events. You can get to your combining in a minute. Okay, Cal, back to you. I am, um, I am the I am the the new games police. Yes, that's fine. Okay. Um, swimming. Swimming. That's fine. You get uh, and and you know what's nice? You get all of swimming in there. I want every part, every event in the you swimming genre. You got it. The butterfly. <laughs> the four by four. Why do you turn into a guy from Brooklyn? Describe it. Because <laughs> they love swimming. That's right. What do you got? The uh, the medley in there. And a medley, nice. Everybody's doing the different strokes. I like that one. Mix it up. It's variety. I want to switch it up too. I want uh, I want polar bear water polo. Oh boy. I want pol- I want water polo in a thirty-five degree pool. <laughs> Greatest game ever. Okay. Uh, Give me your two, Steve. Yeah, I'm going to give you two right off the bat. Uh, hockey. Sorry to be uh, real simple here. Wow. I uh, like hockey. like Olympic hockey. That's Probably just my, my greatest Olympic mo- watching moment, although I didn't watch it live, uh, is the Miracle on Ice. And then I'm going to throw in uh, a little speed skating. Yes. Awesome I like Sign me up for that one. Please. I like the speed skating. I dig the speed skating. You you want speed skating, Cal? Yeah, because that that's thrilling. Speed skating is cool, and I include uh, the Apollo Ono one in there too. Oh, okay. What's the Apollo Ono one? What does he do? Short track. Uh, short track. Yeah. Short track is crazy. Got to have that in there. I need and I need Apollo Ono to be in every one of my Olympic games. By the way, too. I do not know how we haven't had a loss of fingers in short track. I totally agree. It's those gloves, though. Those gloves are protective, are they not? I don't know. I think those so. blades are they, vicious. They look protective. I totally agree. That should be like the joke. Like, oh, you're a short uh, track skater? How many fingers you got? Let me see your hands. Uh, this should be like uh, you were a catcher for a lot of years? Let me see your hands. All right. Um, back to you, Cal. Curling. Shut up. Swear to God. Oh, curling. Cal is getting, he's doing, he's filling in all my blanks. I love it. I'm sorry, PJ. But curling, Steve, did you ever watch curling? <laughs> yes. Okay. I watched it. It was, really? it was, it was awesome. You're juicy now. No, it was awesome. I am not poking fun. Okay. But you wouldn't put it on your list. I do not have curling on my list. All right. I'm going to put it's curling on my list. not judged. It's not judged. It's a strict competition. See, the judging, that that's, I run into a problem with the su- the subject. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to that. All right. We're going to get to that. What is the sport? What is the sport? We're going to get to that. PJ, what else you got? I want boxing. Really? Okay. Definitely. Nobody saw that coming. No. You get boxing. All right, Peach. By the way, your games, are, the ratings are going to be through the <laughs> You sure you don't want to have like uh, uh, polar bear boxing? Something? Do you want to? I mean, you could do chili, a lot. Chili there. boxing? Chili Willy boxing? <laughs> chili Willy boxing? <laughs> you can do a lot there. I feel like you're missing an opportunity to combine some stuff. To combine boxing with something? That's right. From the winter? Sure. 
basketball or uh no, that's not a way. That's a summer sport. Yeah. Why is basketball a summer sport, by the way? I don't know. Is it not played in winter? Is it no, so they're out of season or? I, I think basketball no. is a stupid Olympic sport. Yeah, it's fun watching uh, watching the United States crush Tunisia by seventy five points. It's a good time. Please. Please, you're up. I am. Yeah. What do you got? You guys are gonna boy. A lot of mine are gonna take a, a big beating. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and put uh, figure skating on there. Very quietly. I'm going to put figure skating on. Yeah, I said it. Let me let me qualify. <laughs> figure skating while watching with my wife. Has to be while watching with my wife. It's 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 figure skating is like Project Runway in this in this equation. In that I only enjoy watching Project Runway if I watch it with my wife. You're gonna sit there and tell me that you never watched a figure skating event by yourself? I'm not going to say that. I didn't think you would. I'm not prepared to say that. However, at this juncture, only I like figure skating with my wife. You like watching figure skating <laughs> with your wife? Okay. That's correct. Right. Yes. We are not uh, doing double axles uh, in with our the spare sequin time. pants and toe pick. I am not D.B. Sweeney, no, okay. in this equation. The cutting edge. Nicely done. All right, I'm putting figure skating in. Uh, Cal, you're back after curling. So far, Cal, you have biathlon, swimming, speed skating, curling. All right, we're going to go summer now. You don't want hockey, Cal? Should we just put hockey on? Yeah, we yeah, put hockey on. I, I'm going to put hockey on because it's kind you, of it, yeah, it's kind of implied. If, but if you get to ten and you don't have hockey on there, you're going to really hurt yourself. That's true. So I'm giving you hockey now. So you're at five. All right, so six will be team handball. Shut come on. Seriously. We're trying to have a fun time. Trying to trying to do this. We're trying to be serious. You obviously have not watched Team Handball. We're team talking handball. European handball? Mm-hmm. Well, it's called Team Handball. But when we played it in gym class. It was called European Handball. European handball. That's right. Yes. Have you seen this, Peach? Yeah. Cal, please describe to the folks what European handball team handball is. It's not like our fathers played in Brooklyn. No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the uh, Spaldine. Spaldine. <laughs> right. It's it's like a combination of, gosh, I guess you you. It's like soccer and lacrosse with your hands and basketball and basketball dribbling. Yep. And, and it's there's just, the little checkers in there. Mm-hmm. It, it really it's just a it's a menage of a whole bunch of different activities. It it uh, have you been watching it in this Olympics? I've watched a little bit of it. Yes. Is wow, it a menage or a melange? A menage. Right. Is it a okay. meringue? <laughs> it might be a. Uh, it's a. Uh, it's a meringue. <laughs> Speaking of meringue, it's a uh, maloof. It's a lot. Right. It's a menage. <laughs> it's a it's a minky. Uh, R.I.P. You're up. You have biathlon, track and field, collusion, polar bear water polo, and boxing. I like win- uh, you know, I didn't realize I like winter sports as much as I uh, as I did. There's yeah, a lot of winter sports in there. Let me throw let me throw a summer one in there then. 
Um, wow. Give me a Tough. second. Tough. Give while me a you're second. thinking, while you're thinking, I'm gonna go ahead and let everybody know I put swimming on my very boring list uh, because I had swimming there. We talked about swimming. I like all the swimming. I get into the swimming. Michael Phelps with 19 medals. Like I was watching the men's four by relay the other night, Cal, and I was rooting. Like it was. Yeah. I was into it. I was even in, though you I want fencing and archery you... combined. That's what I want. <clears throat> Wait, what did you just combine now? Fencing and archery. Century. Farchery. Yeah. In other words, the guy's got to be able to do both. Fencing is fencing. not enough. Are you fencing and arching at the same time? No, 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 no. I just I, I want the I want I want more well-rounded athletes, not these super niche guys. You want a Bruce Jenner? Well, I mean, there's something kind of renaissancey about someone who could fence and and do the archery. Like you know, when it gets down to pistol shooting and rifle shooting, and that, that's like all right, the, the equipment really. Plays a part there. So you feel like archery's not niche enough, right? Because, you know, people use a bow and arrow all the time. I said renaissance. <laughs> but that, you said, you you know, you're tired want, of we're, we're it. We're exploring the classic challenges, so why not combine them? You fell prey to one of the classic blunders. As a matter of fact, they should they should start fencing, jump on their horse, do the equestrian on the way over, leave the horse, and get that get that compound bow loaded up, and then shoot. Fence equestrian archery. Fence equestrian. Gotta roll a couple of things together. It's Fence equestrian. I like that. It's a true test of your people. Fence ik. That's tough to spell. Equestrian. Got Equestra it. fancy hmm. archery. <laughs> I had a bad bout of that once. It's terrible. I mean, there's a cream. I'm calling it fence fence equestri fence equestriarchery. I'm not calling it anything. No. Uh, you get that event. Your games are going to be very well attended. Cal, you're up. Number seven. Is it my turn? It is. Hmm. While we're waiting, Peach is. Uh, I'm going to open up the can of worms and we can talk about this while we're thinking of our sports. NCAL, is a gymnastics a sport because it's based solely on judging? Where do we stand on the judging idea? This is the problem with the Olympics. Not the problem, but this is the discussion that comes up with the Olympics. Right? Well, so I many of these the sports Olympics are judged. specifically always about sport. Competition. It's competition. Yeah. Right. So I would say women's gymnastics is a competition, not a sport. It is. You're right. But it, but it's an athletic competition because you have to right. be an athlete. Right. It's not a spelling bee. Right. Right. It's not curling. You have to be an athlete for curling. Those uh, rocks are heavy. They're heavy. You just have to be strong. How you fast can you sweep the broom? You got to be probably be very good at chess or badminton, and, uh, or, uh, or, well, or or stratego or battleship. Well, there you go, badminton. 
Not badminton. Um, is badminton a sport? Yes. Yeah? I mean, is tennis a sport? Yes, because yeah. there's no judging. That's right. You're playing against somebody. There are hard, fast rules and a okay. point-scoring system. I, I mean, you're saying you're, you you can achieve points against an opponent. Well, so is Scrabble, then. What's the difference between Scrabble? <laughs> Scrabble well, no, wait, wait, wait. a game. Olympic Go Scrabble? On. People, let, let me rephrase for today's uh, youth. Words with friends. <laughs> Thank you. Is that a sport? No. That's a that's a game. That's a, that's a game. It's I not a backgammon, not badminton. <laughs> Wait, where are you? <laughs> no, to it's, a, it's, a, early. it's a, You probably it's have a, to be good at chess or backgammon. Or backgammon. You be a yeah. very good strategist. Or uh, what was that game? Not sleuth. What was that game? Clue. No, not clue. It was like it was like backgammon, but it was a. Uh... Oh come on, you guys Othello? know. A fellow. Well a done, fellow, Cal. Right. Remember that game? Or, or yes. reversey, sometimes they call it. Yes. Nobody calls it reversey. I've, on the, on the computer. Patently untrue that no one calls it reversey. On the computer, but I'm talking about a fellow, the game, the physical board game that you could play. By Milton Bradley. That's, that's correct. Weren't they all? No, I th- Parker I Brothers think, had the other ones. I think Fence Equestria... Questory is by Milton Bradley as well. I think that should be a Milton Bradley game. Okay, so but if words with friends is a game. It doesn't take athletic activity, right? No. Or athletic giant slalom. Ab- Put giant slalom on my list, by the way. I think that's fierce. Do you want all skiing? Not well. I don't like ski jumping. I think that's stupid. Really? But uh, all right. So we we'll just put giant slalom. You know what? The ones where they're doing the tricks and whatever. You know, yeah, do like that snowboarding. You don't want snowboarding involved. Do that. I leave that for the X Games. If, if we're if we're whittling down to ten, I'll shave that one right off. Okay, you got giant like slalom. A bad mole. Cal's got European handball as his last entry. You need something here. Uh, I'm one. Sh- I'm short. Love it. Love it. Hold on. Hold on, Peach. Cal gets bobsled, as do I. I'd rather have bobsled than luge. I'm taking bobsled with luge. I'm taking all sled type. I'm taking skeleton in there. Skeleton. I'm, I'm taking all the. I'm taking skeleton. all the track, track That's sled type thing. Skeleton is too dangerous. Skeleton is just insane. Yep. That that should be strictly an X Games event. I love bobsled though. I do love bobsled. Bobsled's fun. But I like luge. Now you know. Uh, combo luge is a little uncomfortable. It's a little awkward to look at. Those guys are friends. They're tight. That's a t- that's a tight knit group on the. You get you get all the jokes out of your system in the first <laughs> oh I don't know two or three years. That's right. The first the first uh, year of practice, everything's out on the table. With the uh, the the two man luge, mm. you're, you're tight there. That's close quarters. You know, you Chick Fil A not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Not, not Chick Fil A is not feeling two man luge. <laughs> Surprising though that most guys love two women luge. They love that. Two, two female luge. The female uh, combo luge does very very well. 
very it's well. It's rated very high. Yeah. Why does it always start at midnight? I don't understand. <laughs> and what's with that music? Right. <laughs> they do it pants option. Weird. Uh, okay, you get the bobsled. So, Cal, you have the biathlon, swimming, speed skating, curling, hockey, European handball, the bobsled. How no many more do I need? No skeleton. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You need three. I need three? Yeah, Peach has got seven. He needs three. I have mine, so mine are, and again, mine are all very boring. I'm going to give you my three right now just to let's knock have it out. It. Let's all have right, it. let's just, you know, we got to move on here. Yeah, we do. We do need to move <laughs> you on. You know, ten, ten's a lot. Um, Sorry, should have went five. Maybe, maybe five, but I'll give you the next three. Three, triathlon, I would okay. like. All three events. All right. Uh, I like diving. Excellent, excellent call. Give me diving. Uh-huh. And then the last one will be uh, alpine skiing. Wow. I did not see that coming. Specific okay. alpine. Now, PJ, you want to finish up? You have the biathlon, track and fields, collusion, polar bear water polo, boxing, fencing meets equestrian meets archery, name to be determined, and giant slalom. Give me you got three more there. You can uh, you can add wrestling. All right, sir. Classic Greco Roman. Mm hmm. All right. Uh you can add uh team swimming. Team swimming. Team swimming. Like the relay. Not even like, individual yeah. swimming. Yeah. But you like the four by. Yeah. Which again is almost impossible to say without a ridiculous New York accent. You like the four you by. Like, you like the four you by. Like the four right. by, right? Yeah. You like the individual medley? Yeah. Because that's nice. Right. That means they could backstroke, they could breaststroke. And uh, I I like the uh, super long distance cycling. Ooh. Uh, I'm not sure what uh, that's called. The road cycling. Let's I, call it that. Yeah. The Tour de France. Well, there's like road, there's track, there's mountain bike, there's BMX. I think it's road cycling. The super long distance cycling. <laughs> is it the endurance is crazy? In other words, it is it's called. Yeah, you're right. It's called road cycling. Road cycling. That's right. All right, I'm going hockey, speed skating, figure skating, swimming, bobsled, gymnastics. I love me some gymnastics. Men's or women's or both. 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 Uh, yeah, I'm going gymnastics. I'm going... Did you like the movie American Anthem? With Mitch Gaylord? Yes. No, I never heard of it. I don't know what you're That's talking about. That's a great about. movie. And Mrs. Wayne, Wayne Gretzky. And Mrs. Wayne Gretzky. Then I'm going to throw a uh, uh, volleyball on there. Men's and women's. And beat. Okay, all volleyball. That's correct. Gym volleyball or? Both. Both volleyball. Love it. How about Nukem? <laughs> Not the Nukem so much. No? No. It's in the, it's in the volleyball family. It is. Want it. <laughs> I'm good. Okay. I'm going to stay with. Buck, buck. I'm going <laughs> to buck, buck. <laughs> I'm going to stay with uh, Misty May. Uh, Sure. What's her name? Trainer. Matt Trainer's wife. 
Matt Trainer's wife, the baseball player, Matt Trainer. Yes, the Dodger. Dodger, right? Former Marlin, Matt Trainer. They're all former Marlins. Aren't they? Well, now they are. We're gonna get to that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Gosh, I, this was. Uh, what did I have the other night? I think I'd like uh, winter stuff better. Yeah, I, that seems there. to be the consensus. I think. I think I had skiing in here. Uh, you don't want basketball, right? No. No, I want no part of basketball as as an Olympic sport. It, it's never been exciting in our lifetime. I mean, we had the dream team in 92, and it's been... It was interesting, but it wasn't exciting, though. It was interesting to see them all together. Only in 92. Right. It wore off quickly. Since then, it's uh, not so much. Not so much. No, I, I don't care for it. I tell you what, I, I like the... Oh, boy, I don't know if I'm watching it, though. How about rowing? You like the rowing? I don't. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm going to put curling on there. Because you know what? We we even talked about it on this show. That's how into it we got. Yep. We did that first uh that first uh, uh winter we had just started doing the show, right? Yeah, it was two years ago. Yeah. But it was like February of ten. It was uh-huh. before we were on Blog Talk Radio and we talked curling. Ratings were through the roof. We did we did a big number then, Peach. Big number. <laughs> we, we killed. Yeah, it was. Oh, we killed it. Uh, and I'm gonna throw. Boy, I can't put fencing. You have one more. Yeah. Weightlifting. I'm not a big track and field guy. I think when I did this with Teresa, I was able to separate men's and women's gymnastics, so that bought me two. Uh. You Three know more what? More diving. I I don't like. I don't love the diving. Is that wrong? No. I don't love the diving. Love whatever you want to love. Like, Teresa had diving on there. She had, like, synchronized. I love it all. The synchronized diving. like all. The, I, I, You know, I have to tell you, I watched the synchronized diving the other night. Man. How, how, how much do you have to practice for that? A lot. Holy cow. That was that's, impressive. That's not one you just, you know... Hey. <laughs> You know, yeah, let's we, go dive together. You know what we should do today? Cal, what are you doing later? I was thinking about diving. You want to try to dive exactly in sync with me? We'll give it a shot. Where are we going to find how hard it is two diving boards get, in one pool? Think about how hard it is to get someone to just lift a box with you at the same time. One, <laughs> two, three, go. We're doing we doing one We move. go on three or after three? Wait, right. are you going on you're go? To, you're just trying to lift the TV into the car. And then imagine doing a, a seven or eight move while falling towards water. That's true. 20 feet in the air. And then, of course, anything synchronized in, in Olympics is going to make me think of the greatest Saturday Night Live sketch of all time with the, with the men's synchro. <laughs> and, and Martin Short and, and uh, Harry Shearer. And Christopher Guest, of course. Christopher Guest, too. Yeah. I'm going to hey, have to make a, you. Little, a little SNL alarm for you. Every time you mention SNL, an alarm's going to go off. I know you. I know you. No, you're not angry at him. You're just pointing at him. Just pointing. You're just, you're just, you're not angry at him. There, we were talking about that. The, the, I'm sorry. You can't talk about the Olympics and not talk about that sketch. That's one of the best sketches ever. 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 Hands down. Yeah. And, and where can me, you get it? 
you, only on Hulu. You have to have a subscription to Hulu, and you can watch the whole thing. You can I also think. get it on Netflix. Can you really? Yeah, you have to get you have to get the actual episode that it was in. Right. And then find it there, but. The the two things that grab me are Shearer's Harry Shearer's timing on him talking about how the men's synchro is not even in the program for the eighty eight Olympics. And Martin Short jumping in and saying, That's okay because we could use the time. <laughs> I mean, because men's synchro is not swim. even in. I don't swim. And then Shearer jumps right in and goes, Lawrence doesn't swim, so you know nobody's going to walk up to us and hand us a gold medal. <laughs> and he just, he doesn't delay. The timing is perfect. I don't swim. <laughs> Lawrence doesn't swim, so. That, and then the other one is, the other, the, the other great moment is them in the water and Shearer, or, uh, Martin Short with the nose plugs. Yeah. Like, whoever was the prop guy on that sketch, I'm sure Martin Short went to him and be like, you know what would be hilarious? If I had the nose plugs and swimmies on. That would be hilarious. Well, because you don't swim. In a future swim. episode, okay. we're going to have to do a list of uh, top ten most indispensable North American comedians. Does Short make that list for you? Oh, he, yeah. yeah he's you have to take into account the, uh, into account the, uh, the Second City stuff. Have to. Yeah. Well, that's why you said North American, North right? North American, that's right. Because he is. Yeah, there'll uh, be a lot of Canadians Canadian. on my list. Well, and 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 Canada, especially from the SNL troupe, was, you know, a breeding ground. I mean, a lot of those guys are Canadian. Uh, from the early SNL, because Lauren Michaels went up to uh, Toronto, and sort of handpicked people from Second City, Toronto. Well, he's he's Canadian. And he's Canadian, exactly. Right. Hey, you. I know you. I know. No, no, no. You're not angry at him. You're just pointing at him. I was doing some crazy. <laughs> oh gosh, that was such a prelude to um, what Christopher Guest would go on and do, though. I mean, to the waiting for Guffman's and the oh, best in show, best in show, all of them, the mighty wind. That was a complete prelude to that, like. That character he plays in that is Corky Sinclair in Waiting for Guffman. Same character. He perfected the mockumentary. Yep. And it's perfect. Yeah, and of course, he's, you know, part of Spinal Tap with Rob Reiner, but that's like... You can can even go earlier if you want to. The Ruddle. He came came up with Uh, the National Lampoon sketch in like 1973, the Hollywood Gay Alliance. That's right. Right? Wow. John, John Belushi playing the straight man. Have you John that Belushi played the straight I've never man seen that, no. Oh, it's incredible. Oh, it's 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 a, it's a documentary piece, you know. It's yep. um Chevy Chase, uh Christopher Guest, uh John Belushi and one other guy whose name is eluding me. Um doing an interview, you know, about uh Chuck Norris and not Chuck Norris. Charles Bronson and uh, Lee Marvin all coming out <laughs> as as gay actors, and then they start naming names of all the people you didn't, you never thought were gay, and it's just John Belushi reacting to every name. 
um, absolute <laughs> scream. And it's it's two years before SNL. Right. When, when, that many you know, National Lampoon Radio Hour was the uh, was the thing. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that I I have uh, heard that, and it's it's amazing, and it's such a great premise. You know, the idea of all these, like, the the toughest guys in Hollywood. Right. They're all coming out as one. <laughs> They're all coming out at, at one time. Uh, all right. Uh, good Olympics. We didn't even play the Olympic team, guys. I mean, come on now. Can we, we just... need to? Well, so let's wrap it up. Because you can only play it once every two years. There you go. That was our Olympic moment. I've been listening to uh, Pete. You got to start listening to the Bugle. You do too, Cal. What's the Bugle? Uh, John Oliver and Andy Saltzman. Okay. Uh, been doing it for a long time. It's a weekly sort of satirical look at the news or whatever. And they've been doing a week long, or they've been doing an Olympic long, uh, daily Bugle about the Olympics. Oh my goodness. Taking the best bits of Monty Python, uh, Saturday Night Live, The Daily Show. I mean, just so good. So good. Unbelievable. Check it out. The Bugle, page. You've kind of created a little bit of a, a, a consumption monster in me because I've, st- I've started to mass consume podcasts now. It's um, bad, the man. Illusion. He'll stop the reading. Of all other radio and CDs, and I've really kind yeah. of stopped listening to music. You stop reading. That's the worst part of podcasts for me. I've stopped reading. Yeah. I'm doing the WTF. I'm doing the Nerdist. I'm doing Comedy Bang Bang. Comedy Bang Bang. That show's Comedy pretty good. Comedy Bang Bang. Oh, well, the podcasts are great, too. Yeah. The show is pretty good with Reggie Watts. Cal, the show on IFC, you got to check it out. Comedy Bang Bang. I think it's on Friday nights, maybe, Peach? I don't do television. I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot. You don't do television anymore. No. I don't even know why uh, I paid for it. <laughs> uh, but me, yeah, my laptop, out, and all this food. Check out, <laughs> check out The Bugle. It's, it's tremendous. And if you like John Oliver... I do. ...which I love for years in The Daily Show, this is like a weekly... It's like him doing a long SNL or a Daily Show bit with like a great Monty Python guy and Andy Saltzman. How long is the podcast? It's about forty minutes a week. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's not like some other people. Yeah. Who, who do ridiculously long podcasts? I who, enjoy the long podcast. Who? <laughs> well, you're eating the whole time. I have a new if you're driving cross country, I guess it's probably. <laughs> if you commute from New York to New Hampshire every day, I use the podcast for my commute, and my commute is about two hours. There you back go. and forth. So I do half the podcast in, and then I wrap it up on the way home. I like the two-hour podcast. We are a good listen. Last week we went two twenty. That was gratuitous. We're gonna get to that. No, I'm, I'm, not tonight. I'm, I'm bringing this one in at two hours, boys. All right, so the Mets. <laughs> uh, under Segway, it says, don't see Steve. <laughs> Lord and Lady. We were looking at that sketch today, too, Cal, because the uh, 
<clears throat> the sketch, you know, the the synchronized men synchro swimming sketch brought Evan and I to uh, Lord and Lady Douchebag. Oh, of course. Speaking of, I, I have to put those as top, easily top five SNL sketches of all time. Top five? Have to be. Have to be. Top five? Are they not? Wow. You can't think of, you can't think of four sketches better than those two? I don't know. Can you? I probably could. I I would say ten, top ten for sure. Got to be top ten for sure. All right, I have a challenge now this week. The Lord and Lady Douchebag sketch is so brilliantly written, and it's 1976, and you couldn't do that on TV then. Think about that being on TV in 1976, Brian. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> the party is Lord Salisbury's. No, nothing's been named. Bill Murray as Lord er, the Earl of Sandwich. <laughs> I've always been meaning to ask you, Sandwich. Are the Sandwich Islands named after your family? No, everybody asked me that. <laughs> nothing's been named after my family yet. <laughs> Sandwich, would you like one of Lord Salisbury's steaks? Yes, and bring it to me on two pieces of pumpernickel. <laughs> and there it is. I mean, how brilliant is that? Uh, and then, of course, Murray sees uh, Buck Henry as Lord <laughs> Douchebag. Douchebag! How are you? Uh, Cal, the Mets. Let's talk about the Mets and the Yankees and baseball. And then we're going to talk about the Jets, because President Obama thinks there's a quarterback controversy in New York. No, seriously. Hmm. No, I'm being serious, Brian. Well, of, of course, because he's got nothing else. To talk about. President Obama was asked about Tim Tebow being a Jet, and he said uh, that's a tough situation there. You know, Mark Sanchez done pretty well and stuff, but he's not Tom Brady. I think there's going to be a lot of tension there in New York. President Obama weighing in on Tim Tebow. Hmm. I was hoping that the Jets would get some coverage, but, you know, other than ESPN being there every day and the president of the United States of America commenting on them. Really not much. Not much coverage? Yeah, it's been sort of quiet. Yeah. They, you know, what you got to love is how they fly under the radar. No controversy. Nobody's talking about them. No. 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 Oh, Woody Johnson. Does it get much higher than Woody Johnson right now? Even though he hates Obama because he's... Clear. He's, well, like, he's like a huge Republican backer, right? He does, so he's, he he's a little Obama. He, he's a little conflicted about that piece of coverage, right? But I think he's he okay with. It. Loves the PR, but he's like, really though. Uh, I'm gonna take it. I'm gonna be on Fox and Friends tomorrow. With the hat, um, Cal. With the hat, right? The uh, the Mets did not make any moves. The trade deadline was on July 31st. Huge day. The Yankees get a couple of guys. They get Ichiro. We we talked about that last week, but they get Casey McGee. Mm-hmm. It's a big pickup. Uh, Teixeira is on the shelf. They have Swisher playing first base. They feel like they can get by. They got A-Rod there. The return of Java Chamberlain. Uh, the Yankees make some moves at the deadline, but not a big move. So really, I think the deadline stories, or what I want to ask you about, are two things. I have two questions for you. First, the Yankees, did they do enough because they're in a bit of a slide here. They had lost nine of th- uh, twelve, uh, or you know, or eleven of 
thirteen or something like that, or they they've been in a bit of a slide. Did they do enough, Brian? Or did you see them? I thought they'd get a pitcher. I really did. I well, they were in on Dempster, as it turned out. They almost stole Dempster away at the last minute, and then he wound up going to uh, to the Braves, right? Went to the Braves, Dempster, Dodgers, right? He didn't want to go to the Braves. He didn't go to the Dodgers either. He went to the Rangers. <laughs> wow, that's right. He went to the Rangers, right? He wanted he he didn't want to go to. The, they traded him to the Braves. He didn't want to go to the Braves. He only wanted to go to the Dodgers. The Yankees got in on it, and they traded him to the Rangers. All right. Now, now I'm back. <laughs> I was surprised the Yankees didn't get another pitcher. But they're really, I mean, if you think about it, if Dempster was the guy that was moved, there wasn't anybody else like Dempster that was really moved besides Granky, and they weren't going to get Granky. Why were they not in on Granky, though, Bri? Well, is it is it simply because he can't pitch in New York? I, think I mean, I think he has them on a no trade, right? He might have a mono no trade, but but the common belief is that he just doesn't have the makeup to pitch in New York. So that I don't I don't know if they even asked about him. Right, investigated. I think he has New York teams firmly on a on his no right. trade list, and the Yankees have been through that before. I think with Granky, you know, when he was with the Royals or whatever. So, but I think I think what they did was fine. They needed you know. It just happened that, that Teixeira got hurt the day before the trade deadline. So they went out and they got a guy who can play third base and first base pretty capably, too, in Casey McGee. Yeah, you can um, thing in a bottle, Casey McGee. I, I'd rather have McGee than Wigginton. Wigginton was the other guy. They're very similar players, but that, he was the other guy they were talking about. I think Wigginton's a more proven player, but you're right. They're very – I mean – Apples and oranges. They're very similar players. Yeah, for what you give up. Um, and Jabba Chamberlain came back. So, right. You know, that's like getting a relief pitcher at the deadline. Right, you added to the bullpen. I'm just surprised they didn't get a starter. Here's the thing with that, though. They have Sabathia. They have Nova. They have Kuroda. They've got three pretty solid starters. When you get to the playoffs, you only need four, and your fourth is going to be Andy Pennant when he comes back. I don't think they're going to struggle to make the playoffs from this point. No, I don't think they're going to struggle to make the playoffs either, Brian, but they're in a bit of a slide. Andy Pettit had a setback with his ankle. You don't know what you're going to get from the 41-year-old Pettit when he comes back. Do you trust uh, Ivan Nova and and uh, Kuroda in the playoffs? I do. I don't know if I do. I, I do. I don't know if I do. I, I'm just surprised they didn't try to bolster. And then, of course, Phil Hughes becomes very important again. Well, Phil Hughes would move back to the bullpen for the playoffs, probably. Unless he pitches super well as a starter down the stretch. Well, then he gives you another option. Because right. Kuroda, to me, is not a given, Bri. Uh, when has Kuroda, he done it in the playoffs? He hasn't, but he has had a very good year. I, he's had a solid year. But... I, I think those other three, those other two spots are up for grabs between those three guys. I don't think you can pencil any of those three guys definitively in. Who Nova, Kuroda, or th- Hughes? That's right. I think it's between those three guys. For for what? For two spots? Yeah. If you're if you're talking about a playoff rotation, and we're assuming that Andy Pettit is back, right? Yeah. I think we have to assume that. So Sabathia and Pettit are one and two. 
maybe in the first series you're going to pet, uh, pitch Sabathia on three days rest, so you only need three starters. But if you get to the second round, you're going to need four starters, most likely. Who are those other two spots? They're somewhere between Nova, Kuroda, and uh, and Hughes. I'm just saying, I don't think Hughes is out of that equation. I think if Hughes is lights out the rest of the way, he can work himself into that. Oh no, he definitely he definitely could. He just he would give you another option. Yeah. To choose from. Do you think that their little downward turn here is just that? Do you think it's a little lump in the road? I mean, they they lost two out of three to the Orioles. They lost, you know, they got swept by the A's. They lost two out of three to the Red Sox. I think. I think it's the dog days of summer, and they have a lot of older players on the team. They're banged up. They're banged up. I, you know, I just, I just think that it's a little bit of a of a, of a malaise that they got to get through, and they're going to be fine. You know, they still have a six game lead. Yep. Um, I, you know, even after losing all these games, I think they're going to be okay. I think they just need to get healthy. Um, I re I really like the addition of, of Ichiro. Yeah, think, you have I, to. You know, everybody's downplaying it. That oh, you know, he's each your only in name, and you're not getting the same player from. Ten, right. You're not getting the same player from ten years ago, but you're getting somebody who's probably better than Brett Gardner at this point. Yes, I so would you, say. So you have you have significantly improved your your outfield. And we talked about the idea too that Andrew Jones, guys like Andrew Jones and Raul Banyas, who have done a solid job, who have given you something in that field. Right, are going to be in trouble in the playoffs. Right. You know, Andrew Jones doesn't hit three-run home runs in the playoffs against top, you know, against Justin Verlander. But Ichiro is a guy that may be in the playoffs who, who likes the moment. You know, maybe he is a guy you get a three-run home run out of or you get a big double out of or something like that against a top-notch pitcher. Still well, Ichiro. Other, well, the other thing you get out of him is you get great defense – whether yeah. he's in left or right, wherever you put him, and you get that speed element that they've been missing with Gardner out of the lineup. Yep. Now, so, I, think, I, I think if you're Girardi, you put him at the top of the lineup and you lengthen that lineup when A-Rod and Teixeira are out. I mean, you put put him at the top of the lineup, right? You lengthen the lineup then. Yeah, I would. Then you can move, you know, Granderson down to the – or you can switch Cano and Granderson, which I would. I would I would bat I would go Ichiro Jeter Cano Granderson. Let's see who am I putting in the five there. Chavez is Chavez playing? Uh, McGee. Give me Chavez though at third, hitting five. Oh no, give me Swisher. Playing first, hitting five. All right, Chavez uh, playing third, hitting six. McGee, DHing, hitting seven. Hitting, not hitting, because I'm educated. <laughs> Somewhat. <laughs> uh, Martin and then uh, Nooney. Now, who do I who do I got left? <laughs> who do I got left? Um, I, got, I got Martin and I got. Uh, oh no, I put I can put you know a, a Banyas in left or whatever. Because I'm playing each, I'm playing each row and right. I'm DHing McGee, uh, McGee, or Chavez, either or. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And then I'm I'm hitting Ibanez seven, and I'm batting Martin or uh, Ibanez eight and Martin nine. 
That's fine until A-Rod and Teixeira come back. That's right. That's a tremendous lineup. It's a very good. It's a good lineup without those two guys. That's what I'm saying. Without those two guys, that's a tremendous lineup. That's the that's probably the third best lineup in the National League without those two guys. Yeah, probably. Right? Who's got a better lineup? Well, Texas. No, no, National League. I said. Oh, in the National League. Yeah. That's the third best lineup in the National League. I can't think of a better team than that. Maybe the the Reds when they're all healthy. But yeah, maybe. Maybe. Maybe the Giants with Pence now. Nah. Hunter Pence. The the Mets just took three out of four from that team. And they got shut out. You know, they didn't score a run for twenty three innings against the Dodgers. Hey, the Mets, Fry. Meet the Mets. They didn't make a trade. Uh, Alderson's asleep at the wheel. Mm-hmm. Uh, the front office has no idea what they're doing. They've given up on the season. Clearly. And uh, they've put uh, finishing at or around 500 ahead of progressing the team. Right. Oh, and Sandy Alderson's out of time. Right. Out of time. That's another thing. Right. All, all they have done is, you know, put together an all-star front office but they haven't brought any players in to improve this team. Let me throw this at you rapid fire with the Mets. Let's do it this way. I'll throw it at you rapid fire. All right, go. I said rapid fire. You ready? Quickly, go, rapid fire. Should they have traded Scott Harrison? Um, depends. <laughs> well done. Well, because that's the thing here. And 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 we can do rapid fire in a second, but I just have I got to Give me 45 seconds to get this off my chest. Cal, you have two hours. Uh, We we have, like... You're first in the name of the show. Yeah, but I'm trying to be respectful. We got a lot to unload with Cal and Sam Pete. We got a lot to do. And yet somehow I... I never shut up. We've got a lot to do. No, here's... I don't shut up. Just give me a couple minutes here. Not even. (laughs) 90 seconds. Yes. There's this thought that the Mets should have traded Harrison. They should have traded Burdak. They should have traded these guys just for the sake of, of doing something. Because by not trading them, Sandy Alderson is showing ownership that they're, they're not interested in, in competing. They're not looking to do anything. They're not looking to win. You know? and, and just by making it, you know, in, in people's minds, you trade Harrison for a double-A prospect and, and you hope he works out. And if he doesn't work out, he doesn't work out. But at least he did something. And and what people fail to realize is number one, we were not involved in any of the negotiations. At least at least I wasn't. I don't know about you. I was not called. Was PJ involved? He I don't know if he was. I'm going with no. He was probably eating. He was he was definitely he was having a crawler. Right? Like <laughs> I was in charge of the catering. I picture them going to PJ for the, his opinion, and he looks up while he's eating a donut, like, huh? <laughs> Should we move Scott Harrison? I'm working on a shrimp cocktail here, guys. <laughs> Get back to me. Well, the idea is that nobody was nobody knows what was offered for Scott Harrison, you know, and there's and we talked about this this week. There's there's two different. There's a difference between giving up on winning the championship this year and giving up on winning a game this year. 
And and maybe Sandy all look from the beginning, the plan was not to win this year. And I really believe Sandy Alderson operated this year as if it was just, you know, whatever happens, happens. And I'm willing to sacrifice what's going on this year. Willing to sacrifice winning a championship this year. Not willing to sacrifice uh, losing, you know, winning games. Because you can't cut the legs out from a team just because you're looking forward to next year. You still have 80 games to play this year, or whatever it is, 70 games. And you get, and you have to put the best team out on the field that you can. And 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 I just feel like a lot of people don't get the, the media, fans, people don't get that. Ask a guy in the clubhouse, you know. Ask David Wright. Ask um, Johansson. Ask it. Rory Dickey. Did they want to see Scott Harrison traded because they want to be better next year? No, they still got to go out there and 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 play this year. And if they don't finish over 500, then, then they don't finish over 500. But at least they'll be competitive. And they, and they have a reason to go back out there. When you have a fire sale, look at the Marlins. Those guys that are left on the Marlins team right now, or the Phillies, they, they've, everybody's been taken from them. You know, what motivation do they have to go out there? I just, I, I just, I don't know. I feel like people were very short-sighted in their criticisms of Sandy Alderson because he didn't make a move because he stood pat and, and that automatically means he's delusional because you're not in it and you should have made a move because you're building for the future. I, uh, I totally agree, Brian. I, I, I'll, I'll take it a step further. I think one of the things that we heard a lot uh, on local talk shows and whatnot about the Mets was show me that you can spend money. Will Pons go buy a reliever Go spend money. And the other thing we heard a lot of was, you know, Sandy Alderson hasn't done anything. And uh, it's difficult to give him a passing grade. You know, he's they've not done anything in the year and a half that they've been here. And, uh, you know, what has this front office done? And, you know, this is going to be a real prove me or show me uh, off season. Okay, well... Um, and I've said this a million times, and, and I firmly believe this. The Wilpons have never had a problem spending money. Ever. Does not make them good owners. Has not made them good owners. That has never been their problem. The question is not, will they spend money on the team? The question is, can they spend money on the team? Period. Whether it's now or this off season, their financial situation became completely transparent when the Madoff decision was rendered, and that was they could not spend money this past off season. They were bankrupt, leveraged to the hilt. Uh, the team was leveraged to the hilt, and they had a pending decision against them. Right. So what was he supposed to do? I mean, you're looking back at Sandy Alderson's offseason and you're saying, oh, he only did this, this, and this. We were supposed to get this. We were supposed to do that. He had basically about $10 million to spend on the team. Literally. $10 million. That's it. You have $10 million for any piece that you want to add. Better spread it out. Better make it count. And so that's why you have Frank Francisco and John Roush. And you didn't get Chris Capuano back for two years. Because the assets of the team were frozen. 
tell you what, here's what he has done. He's revitalized the farm system. Okay? They were, I think, 28th when he took over. They're like 16th now. Especially in the low A and the and the rookie leagues and stuff like that. Look at those teams. There's a good influx of talent there. And he pulled off one of the greatest trades. It could prove to be one of the greatest deadline trades ever. Getting Zach Wheeler for Carlos Beltran. Now, obviously, it hasn't proved out yet, but he got a quote unquote Strasburg uh, type pitcher for Carlos Beltran. So, can we wait to see when Sandy, you know, for when Sandy Allison has fifty bucks to spend, what he does? Because I think they will have money to spend this offseason. I think they have seventeen million coming off the books, which would bring them down to seventy-three million. Which, in my estimation, means that with the assets unfrozen, they'll probably have $25 million to spend this offseason. $27 million. So I think he can bring the payroll up to probably about 100000 or $100 million. We'll see. But again... But spend it wisely. Right. But that's not what people want. People just want... If he's got $25 million to spend, they want him to just spend it. Yeah. Well, like who was the reliever? Who was the reliever they were going to buy? Right. Three weeks ago. That was going to help them. Brett Myers? I mean, come on. Come Rocking. on. But they, you still have to give up players. And cash. Did they not give up players in the Broxton deal? I mean, it's players and cash. And is Jonathan Broxton, was, was he going to prevent them from losing 14 of 16 games? I mean, come on. Plus, he wasn't available three weeks ago. Right. Well, that's the thing. That's when things started to go south. It was early July when guys weren't available. Look, I, 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 I'm not a, an Alderson apologist. I just I think it's completely short-sighted to say that the, what has he done and 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 you know this is a work in progress. He was brought in to bloodlet a team down to ninety million dollars because the owners were broke. He's done so, and he's put a competitive team on the field. Even having to do that. So, you know what? I don't have any problem with... If they had moved Harrison, Bry, I would have been fine with it. Once he came back and said that they were the Mets were not going to receive anything outside of like a top 30 prospect. And it's not worth it. 30 prospect in the organization, then why do it? Especially because they have no viable Major League outfielders. That was, the, that was what I wanted you to touch on next. They have no viable Major League outfielders. They had next, to send, how about next year? You know, that's been the talk of the town. Do they make a trade? I'm not ready to talk about next year. I don't know what the trade market's going to look like. I don't, I'll don't. i tell you what. I don't want to bring a free agent in here. You know, I've had enough of the free agency. I, I, I would rather see Alderson get creative and take a look at the trade market and trade for an outfielder. Do what Billy Bean has done where he you know went and got Josh Reddick, for example. You know, went and got a, an, another team's triple A slash major league ready outfielder, as opposed to a, a, a BJ Upton. You know, as a free agent, I want to do that. You know, get creative for me. Give me a trade. You know, it, it, look, they 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 are five and three on this road trip. They're two games under 500. They're eight games out of the wild card. They're eight games out of first place. 
I don't know how that happened. That's what's happened. Well, they somehow managed to take three out of four from the Giants. They have the Padres coming up, then the Marlins, the next six games. And make some hay. Just, I I like that he was pissed that the 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 sort of intention or not intention can't think of the right word. I like that Sandy Allison was pissed that they were asking him why he hasn't given up on the season. Well, that was the thing. He he. And you can tell he was completely shocked by the tone of the press conference because he, and he even said it, I thought you guys were going to ask me why we weren't buyers. Yeah. And instead you're giving me a hard time because we weren't sellers. Right. And that's where he got into it with Adam Rubin. And, you know, Adam Rubin asked him a very valid question. If it was from any other reporter, it would have been great. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, if it wasn't from a guy with a complete agenda, it would have been fantastic. But his question was valid. It was so you're clearly putting a higher value on uh, wins this year than you are, uh, right? I mean, he's basically, he was basically saying to Sandy Olson, "You're putting a higher value on." Right. It was what? What is there any value for a non-playoff team? Right. To win, you What's know. the value of wins to a non to a team that's right. not going to be a playoff team? That's what it was. And Alderson was almost like, "What do? What are we? Are we out of the playoffs? Are we mathematically eliminated?" Well, that's what he said. He said, "Last I checked, the season the season's not over yet." Yeah, there's 60 games left. You know, and I I just love that 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 pissed him off. You know, and he said to the point where he said to him, well, "You're not a Mets fan, are you?" You know, you're you're not a Mets fan. You know, wins actually mean something to the fans this year. The fans this year don't want the the fans right now don't want me to say, ah, oh, this season's over, guys. Sorry, this season's over. Even though there's 60 games left, and you know, uh, last year teams came back from 10 games back in September to win the wild card. This season's over. Well, the other thing that he said, which I agree with, is that there is some equity in finishing strong. So even if you don't make the playoffs, if you win 81 games as opposed to 77, you 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 have some positive momentum leaving the season and going into the offseason. Yeah, and you know what I thought about, bro? I thought about the 2005 Mets with Randolph. After years of losing, that was Beltron's first year, right? The 2005 Mets won, I think, 85 games. And they had had a couple years of losing seasons. And yeah, they didn't make the playoffs in 05, but it was a winning season. And it and it meant something to that squad. They came back in 06. They added a couple of pieces in 06, Delgado, uh Paul Duca. They added those guys in 06 and all of a sudden 06 they were ready to win. There is value in winning 85 games. Yeah. For a team that's had four straight losing seasons. It's huge value in that. 2005 is a great example. It was Team didn't make the playoffs, but they improved. Right. And it was their first year with Beltron. It was their first year with Willie Randolph. It was a transitional year where they were competitive. They were good. They were in it. You know, they were in the wild card hunt. I think in into August. You know, and further. 
Yeah, and I think they won. They weren't the last day of the season in 2005, but they, they I think they were out of it by you know early September. Well, they finished 83 and 79. 83 and 79, right? So they were they right. were two games over 500. But it was yeah. But what were they in 04, Bri? You know, they were horrible in 04 yeah. and 03. 03 and 04, these are, these are, you know, 90 lost teams. Are they not? We have a stack guy looking that up. He's yeah, handsome. That's what I'm doing right now. He's eating a Malamar right now. <laughs> <laughs> Malamars. Cal, one of the guys in my office is getting Chocodiles delivered. Wow. Chocodiles. Holy actual, actual chocodile? That's or? correct. Not he's homos? got a he's got a no, he's got a retro snack food thing going. Chocodiles, that's great. He came to me the other day and he's like, Yo, Steve, I'm getting you remember chocodiles? I was like, remember them. Four for a dollar. They were twenty five cents a piece. Oh my. Rappers everywhere. Just me laid out, sugar coma, rappers everywhere. Chocodiles. Yeah, my father worked for hostess. Then they were like four for nothing. <laughs> are, they, are they a Hostess product? That was a Hostess product, yes. Cal's dad. I don't know if PJ knows that. I don't know if PJ knows what your dad did. Oh, I don't know PJ. if we should tell him. They no, were, no, I gotta know. I they gotta were a know Hostess now. product, really? Well, PJ, we've talked, you know, ad nauseum about your work at the chocolate factory. Okay, not ad nauseum. A few times. <laughs> Cal, tell uh, PJ what your dad did. Uh, PJ, my my father drove a Hostess truck, delivered oh. Hostess cakes, <laughs> delivered them right into our mouths. Oh, see now I have an image of a man in a truck, perhaps with a, with a thermos of coffee, and every now and again he stops and he pours himself a little coffee and just reaches back. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. He didn't. He did not eat much of the hostess cake. Mm. Does not care for sweets. I, well, I guess if you're around, if, if that's all you do, if that's your <laughs> right. life, that's right. Maybe, maybe you know the novelty wears off. But he's a I never home. lost my taste for chocolate at the chocolate factory. I didn't. I didn't <laughs> come home one day and like if I see one more gourmet quality chocolate bar, I'm gonna flip out. <laughs> that never happened. Gosh, I love Chocodiles. What a confection. Oh, dear. They were not the same as Ho-Ho's. No. Well, that was always great, too, Bri, when we were growing up, is that you were like the authority on all snack cakes. Right. You had was, the was brand. Was it Chocodile vanilla cake or, the cho- or chocolate cake? It was chocolate cake. It was chocolate. Slow down, mon frere. Chocodiles? Chocodiles were like Twinkies covered in chocolate. They were chocolate-dipped vanilla cakes. That's correct. That's what I thought. Yep. Oh, that was that was the difference because Ho-Hos were the chocolate. Ho-Hos were chocolate cake. That's correct. Right. Chocodiles basically were like a fat chocolate-dipped <laughs> Twinkie. Oh, man. I'm getting excited. You know what? My second favorite confection while we're here. Of that variety. Funny bones. Oh, man. <laughs> you weren't allowed. Cal just, Cal just made a face. Good now. Wasn't allowed? Oh, no. Nope. 
Good to have him. This is like I used to sneak them. That's right. This is like if your dad worked for Charles Chips, right? And you had Pringles, like you couldn't do it. Did you have Charles Chips, by the way, Cal? I had Charles Chips. The delivery guy, right? Uh, no, no. What, but what happened was my father used to work at some barter system with all of the different delivery guys. So, you know, he'd give them a tray of cake and we'd get the chips or the bread. We always used to get bread. The oh, D'Agostino oh. guy. Nice. We always had bread. You know what my dad would bring home for us? Subway tokens. He worked for the MTA. And every once in a while, he'd come home with with some tokens. Be like, "Hey, hey you ride the subway for free." And I'm like, "I'm nine, I'm nine years old." Like the the scene in Scrooged when the dad brings home a side of beef. <laughs> Dad's a butcher. That's his Christmas gift. I was moved. That was a very expensive cut of meat. Uh, Charles Chips. We used to have the uh, delivery guy, the Charles Chips delivery guy in the van. Oh, yeah? And Charles Chips came in the canisters, like the metal canisters. Yeah. You, and they had pretzels. They had sour cream and onion. They had barbecue. Charles Chips barbecue were unbelievable. Oh, yeah. oh God. Unbelievable. And that wow. guy that guy knew my house, Bri. Really? He, he always, we, we, we were a valued customer. That guy, that guy, that guy came and saw us once a week. He was uh he, he knew Charles Chips. Wow. Could you imagine? We had a chip delivery guy. That's how hooked on salt we were in my house. <laughs> we had a chip delivery guy. You know what the San Pete boys can do the salt. I've oh, seen it. we yeah, we do. We do. As Your evidence. brother salt stuff at Denny's. Like I like I've always said, if a salt lick was socially acceptable to have in your living room for an adult, I would have one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Salt stuff at Denny's. The man Denny's still has the lowest blood pressure eating. of any of my friends. That's correct. I know. So do I. I have tremendously low blood pressure. It's ridiculous. Put salt on everything. I put salt on my salt. <laughs> like Teresa's at the point now where she's like, Really? 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 You're putting salt on that? Really? Yes, that's correct. Just a sprinkle. Um, we're we're going to do the fun load, but uh, I did want to talk about the Jets real quick, Brian. I mean, we mentioned the Obama stuff. Yeah. But uh, last thing on the Mets, though. We're going to the game Tuesday night. That's right. Against the Marlins. You sound excited. I am. I am. Let me ask you a question. Um... They sweep this weekend. No, no, they're they're playing the Padres. Don't look at me like that. Okay, let's just say they sweep this weekend. They go eight and three, and they're a game over five hundred when they come home on Tuesday. For the audience at home, Cal has raised his left eyebrow. <laughs> left eyebrow. The pa- uh, <laughs> the pa- <laughs> eyebrow. Dun, 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 dun. I love that game, by the way. Super password. Love that. The password is pajama. Nighttime. Sleep. Oh. 
And no, but then the next one is nighttime pajamas. Ding 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 ding. Right. You had to build off the the failed clue. Right. The same, same clue three what times. What he said. Plus one. <laughs> what he said. The password is glass. Clear. <laughs> Window. Oh. Clear. Glass. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. <laughs> oh, I love that. Was that Bert Convy? I think it was, yeah. Was that Bert Convy? I always wanted the uh, sort of porno password. <laughs> like in when that was in uh what's the name of that movie? Not me, myself and Irene. Is it me, myself and Irene? No, uh Cable Guy. Cable and they guy. and they play porno password. I thought that was a great use of password. When he's at Ben Stiller's family with the fiance and everything. Right. Have you guys played Porno Password? Hey, Before, uh, uh, we... Bert Convy, I think it was Alan Ludden, wasn't it? Oh, wow. Well, that's an old Before game. my time. Huh? Yes. <laughs> Didn't see it, can't comment. <laughs> Before, Alan Ludden, Before right. Alan Ludden, it was Calvin Coolidge, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Before uh, Calvin Coolidge, it was Thomas Paine, correct? He hosted that for a while. Hey, that Alan Ludden. Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Who was Adam, Alan Ludden married to? Mrs. Ludden. The great Betty White. Yes, that's Betty right. Betty White. Really? Betty White. Al and I know all the same trivia. White. We do know, yeah. Um... Fine, we're not going to talk about the Jets. Darn it. We got, I think we have an, a plenty of time to talk about the Jets. I know. It's just this week has been cray-cray. I would be willing to bet you that at this time <laughs> next week... Yeah. That's what he says when it's crazy. I, I watch, super crazy. I, I watch Project Runway. There was a contestant two cycles back, and she said cray-cray for crazy. <laughs> And I've adopted it. Thank you, Mood. See, I know all the I know all the lines. Is PJ ready for the fun load? Oh no, you should ask him. Hey PJ, are you ready for the fun load? Uh, last thing on the Jets, though, Cal. Seriously, real quick. Go ahead. I think, and I want to put this on the record. I think this team is going to be very, very good. I think the defense is going to be exceptional. And I think once they actually start playing games, hopefully a lot of this will go away. Because I do think the defense has a chance to be exceptional. I'm liking a lot of the things I'm hearing out of camp. The biggest one I'm hearing that I like, you know, because there's been no coverage. No. And you really struggle for it. You do. Were you able to find something? I was. Let me ask you a question. If uh, Minesh made a – if Tim Tebow or – or Mark Sanchez, called Manesh Mehta uh, Rich Semini a couple of times. Mm. you think he'd be pissed off about that? Probably. Like, if 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 Mark Sanchez answered Manesh Mehta's question with, well, Rich, here's the thing, or, well, Mark, here's the thing, 
you know, for Canizero or, or Samini. But more than once, right? Right. If he did it twice. Don't you think uh, Manesh Mehta would write about that? He probably would. Yeah. I'm alluding to the fact that Manesh Mehta, not once, but twice, has called Mark Sanchez Tim while interviewing him. Or actually, he called Mark Sanchez Tim and then called Tim Tebow Mark, I believe. Mm. Either way. Does he giggle under his hand when he does that? You know what? I, and I tweeted this today, and I'll say it again. Maybe maybe Santonio Holmes' next lecture should go back to the basics for journalism. Maybe he should lecture these guys on the basics. Maybe he should have covered the basics like, know the name of the person you're interviewing. I, I really believe that he's, he's doing it on purpose. If he's done it more than once, he's doing it on purpose. I Brian, I can't for the life of me believe that Mark Sanchez even still talks to him. After what this guy wrote about Mark Sanchez and that locker room in the offseason, well, all by anonymous Jet sources. I can't believe he still talks to him. I can't. Unnamed Jet. Unnamed Jet. Well, says, I told you, says Mark, I, Mark Sanchez is a spoiled brat, has lost the locker room, uh, is pampered. Uh, the players hate him. Players have no respect for him. He wrote all of this in the offseason, and Mark Sanchez uh, still gives him an interview. Can't believe it. Two reasons. Number one, because Mark Sanchez is a quality guy. Yeah. yeah. That's number one. Hey. And number two, because if Mark Sanchez shuns him once, right, forget Manesh it. Mehta can turn the entire city against him with one column. Right. As he's already tried to. As he's tried to. Yeah. So that's, that's why these guys – we were talking about that with the Mets. Right. That's why these guys are in, in a tough spot. I'm sure they would love to pop off on one of these guys. Right. Or even just ignore him, blow him off completely. But they can't do that because, unfortunately, the media, the writers, have the power. Well, I mean, this is, with the Jets in particular, this is very difficult because they, I I said today, I joked today, that their training camp t-shirt, the slogan should be, we can't resist. Your 2012 New York Jets training camp, we can't resist. Because the media... Uh, this question to Antonio Cromartie on first take because ESPN has decided to camp out outside of Jet Camp in Cortland with Tebow Watch. <laughs> the question to Antonio Cromartie is, where do you rank? Th- so you're going to play some receiver? Yes. Where do you rank yourself among the Jets wide receivers? Now this is a, that was the question, literally post him. And you know that the producers and everybody in the truck, they're all sitting there with, like, their fingers crossed, sitting on the edge of their seat, oh, like, come I hope on, he says it. Oh, come I hope. on, say it, say it. Now, look, can't kill the media for it. They're trying to get a story. It's terrible hack journalism. It is, Bri. I know. I, but if for once Antonio... Why can't we kill them, though? Because, well, then let's get on them both. Because Antonio well, Cromartie yeah, right. has to be smart enough to say, I'm not doing that. That's right. He has to be smart enough to see a trap question. It's a trap. Oh, it's a trap. <laughs> where's, where's, Admiral, where's Admiral Akbar? Where's our Admiral, where's our Admiral Akbar? It's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap question. He has to be smart enough to know that when they are asking... Rank yourself among the jet receivers. His answer is, well, I'm not one of the jet receivers. Our receivers are great. 
I just hope I can come in there and contribute at receiver and help out. That's it. That's your answer. It's a trap. Try and trap you. Okay? It's a trap. <laughs> it's the same thing when Manesh Mehta asked Laurent Landry about the the you know Rob Gronkowski and, and can you cover him? Now, fortunately, Landry did a solid job answering that question, not without some smack talk. But the the the, the question is, hey, Rob Gronkowski's awesome. You you guys can't cover him, right? What are you going to do to cover him? You going to be able to? It's a trap. Hey, Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan, do you think that you're the best defensive coach in the NFL? Do you think you're one of the best defensive minds in the NFL? Yeah, I do. I feel like I am one of the best defensive minds in the NFL. Explosion. Rex Ryan disrespects Bill Belichick. Yeah. Even though he mentioned him and said he and Dick LeBeau are among the best. Right. Better than Belichick and LeBeau. And, and again, you, but, Bri, you have to get on everybody in this scenario. You have to get on the Jets, too, because they can't resist. They cannot help can't themselves. It's, it's completely shooting fish in a barrel for a guy who covers the Jets. Or a girl. It's completely shooting fish in a barrel. But what, what bothers me is that it's such a lazy way out. Oh, of course. Because it's so easy to do. But it sells papers, Bri. It sells papers. Does it? It does. I haven't bought a newspaper in, in I can't remember the last time. I know. I don't even buy the Post anymore. I don't buy it. I used to buy the Post to read the sports. I don't even buy it. It's not. It's, it's just. Not, it's not worth it. I just. I can't. I can't. I want to blame them. It's such hackery. But I mean, if the Jets are just going to give it, if the players are just going to give it to you so easily, <laughs> give it over so easily. I mean, the Jets need to be a team of Jeters right now. You know what it's like? They should. Rex Ryan should bring Jeter in to talk to the team about how to talk to the media. He brought in Girardi to teach uh, Sanchez how to slide. He should bring in Jeter to tell them how to talk to the media. Right? At, right. It's going to be like the seed in Bull Durham. I mean, right? be, We're going to take it one game at a time. <laughs> I just... There's got to be some sort of media relations training that goes on there. Maybe not. But, Cal, how are you not going to – why should you not pop off when your coach does? Well, then we should start with him. Right. Yeah, somebody should have sat down. I mean, Tannenbaum doesn't say anything. <sighs> I've never heard a man speak as much as him and not say anything. <laughs> You're right. You're right. You're right. They should I mean, take his lead. Why don't they? He never he never gives up anything. Anything ever. Yeah. But is on every talk show. Every time you turn around, they're doing <laughs> an interview with him. I uh, I I will say this: uh, Jets' first preseason game is next Friday night. I think the defense is going to be very very good. I think they need to add at wide receiver. I'm not happy with that. I don't like Jeremy Curley. I've said this a long time. I think uh, Bilal Powell can be a uh, surprise at running back. I think he can help out there. Not convinced about Joe McKnight. And I think that, again, the defense has a chance to be very special. I really feel that. With the, the you know, Allen has played tremendously. Bush, the, the late-round draft pick at safety, has played very, very well. Cole, uh, Maven is all over the field. 
Uh, Copels is getting eased in nicely. You know, Wilkerson uh, uh, Wilkinson has been uh, very, very good. I, I think the defense has a real chance to be special, and that's going to offset any sort of growing pains with the offense. And give you one last thing, Cal. Yes. And then we're about to go to overtime. So this will be up on the web, like the Daily Show. It'll be in the podcast. So those of you listening live, thank you. We will see you next week. Um, just wait for it. Okay, we're in overtime. Forget two twenty. The last no no honestly last thing and then we'll go to the fun load. Sanchez seems to know this offense already. In five months, better than he knew Schottenheimer's offense in three years. I I think that says something. This is what we wanted to see. We yep. wanted to see Sanchez with a different coordinator and a different system, and one that was tailored to him. All right. And speaking of the guy who has not taken the bait and doesn't have the have to wear the We Can't Resist t-shirt, it's Sanchez. Yep. His interviews have been uh, – every piece of press that he's done has been unbelievable. It's been fantastic. A very polished young man. Yep. Looks like a different guy. He does. He's bigger. Physically and, and mentally. He's a little he looks, more intense this year. Yep, he looks more in command even in interviews. Well, I think he knew that, that he needed to do that. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, he's about to face the biggest star in the world as his backup. And, and you know, even before they went out and got Tebow, this was, this was the year for him. Yep. I this is it. it. This was his, uh, his Waterloo. From ABBA? Yeah. No, right? His Waterloo. Yeah. Like, this is his, his last defining... hand. His last Right. Right. This is his Custer at Appomattox. Wait a minute. PJ, help. Yes. Little Bighorn, what? Little Bighorn, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Who was that at Appomattox? Oh, some southern gentleman. I don't remember. Well, I do declare... There was a southern gentleman somewhere at Appomattox who lost. Colonel Sanders. <laughs> Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> uh, I actually served under Colonel Sanders in the uh, the Chicken Wars. You did. Very, very tough. Very tough. I did not serve under the Chick-fil-A guy. All right. We're not getting political. It's time for the fun load, Peach. No. No, it is. I swear. Come on. It, it, it let's it, look. Either go to it or we're ending the show. All right, sir. Please, I love that the fun load is now like officially in extra time. People are fast forwarding for the fun load. Right. Ah, come on. That's not true. I I don't know what's true anymore. I know that Appomattox was uh, <laughs> Colonel Redbeard. Was that Appomattox? <laughs> was uh, <laughs> Southern gentleman. What we have here, boys, is a war. We are at well, Appomattox. The, the only thing I know about Appomattox is a line that we did in Hair about it. I mean, that's right. <laughs> 
they mispronounce it as a, a, a Potomax. A Potomax, that's right. Potomax, and someone goes, Appomattox, schmuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love that it's uh, two straight weeks, by the way, that Cal's dog has made an appearance on the show. Only in overtime. Only in overtime, though. It's like the dog waits for overtime. Well, she she says it's 11.30. Your show's supposed to be over. What are you doing? <laughs> Take me for a walk. Right. That's like a reverse rooster. <laughs> WTF? We're supposed to go for a walk now. What the what? What's the uh, what's the fun load? Let's go. Let's uh, have quick it. Thing, a quick game. First, you're going to play um, What Was I Just Eating? Do we only get what one guess? What Was I Just Eating? One guess. It was a leftover from the barbecue. All right. And it was on the dessert table. Kielbasa. That's a smart guess, but no. Oh. Cal, do you know Cal. that uh, our Polish friends eat kielbasa for dessert at a barbecue? I didn't know that. Yeah. You know Tom, our buddy Tom. Of course. The big redhead. Big Jet fan. We love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he brings kielbasa to PJ's meat party, meat barbecue, and says, you put this on at the end. After bratwurst and, and steaks and hamburgers and hot dogs and you put this on nice when the cake's out. Kielbasa. The kielbasa. Yep. Huh. It was a raging success. When I tell you this thing, Cal, it would have made you blush. It's a filthy kielbasa. I can only imagine. It's the size of a Chevy. And not a mid-sized Chevy either. I'm talking. No. <laughs> talking. Like you know the the one that you you need a boat license to park it like it's a ridiculous, ridiculous thing. I can't imagine devoured promptly by twenty adults. Gone. I can't imagine. Yeah, it, it even made it to for dessert. dessert. Well, you've had the kielbasa at the jet tailgate. I yes, I have. Same kielbasa. But we had it for dessert. Nice. With the, uh, coffee. We, With the coffee. We we set upon it like the zombies at the end of Dawn of the Dead. <laughs> so. He's, PJ, you were eating you were eating a piece of chocolate pound cake. That is an excellent guess. No, the answer was Linzer tart. Linzer tart. We were looking for Linzer tart. Linzer tart. I like cookies with jelly. I'm sorry. The password is Linzer tart. Right. Cookie. Tart. Your wife's a tart. <laughs> Easy. Cookie. Linzer tart. <laughs> <laughs> Ding, 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 ding. Okay, so, uh, and what's the second game we're playing? The second game is, I made a clip reel of last week. What? And I want to know if I can play it back for you, the horrible things that you did to me and Cal last week. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I, I, Okay. This you're, may be my final appearance. <laughs> the, the horrible things I did to you guys? You're a horrible man. Wow. And you don't even know it. Well, I do you're a little know. Pass, you're a little passive-aggressive. Nice. You uh, you don't play nice sometimes. People are looking for you know looking for this, looking for that. You don't give them what they need back. You, been, you put undue pressure on moments. Been talking to my wife. 
You're a bit of a D, is what I'm saying. Well, so I'm a bit of a D-bag, is what you're going to <laughs> Well, it's a question. We'll, we'll listen to it. We'll decide. And you have the clips to prove it. I do. And we, you know, we can we can talk over it as it, as as it plays down, so that people are Does it come with a resignation letter? <laughs> I hope not. I'm, I'm afraid of as, nothing. I'm mad as hell, and I'm not going to take it anymore. If you right. if you if you will recall, last last week's episode ended sourly. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. But all was not well, even from the beginning. Wow. Which, which you know, we we, we let's give a listen. And also, also people that that said that they listen. If they're listening tonight, they're listening now because it's the beginning of the show. In two hours, they're probably not listening. So this this is good for them. That's right. Yeah. That's right. They're definitely not going to make it to the fun load, although they should. Because I tell you what, that was the talk of the town now. Right. What's wrong with that? You get dental with that? Okay. Let's uh, let's start talking about the sports. Okay. First test against Cal. Here we go. And oh, doctor. Oh, does Cal have a big unload for all y'all? Holy mackerel! I hate when you do this. What you do? Am I lying? Man, the pressure though. Oh, please. John Cusack was 31 when Gross Point Blank was made. That's me just doing my job. Big unload. Tonight's big unload topic. What else? The Olympics. No, no, no. I kid. Don't joke. (laughs) PJ could do a big unload on the Olympics. He could do two hours on the Olympics. Before I even got there. He could probably do two and a half hours on the Olympics. That extra, that last half hour, though, would be just about javelin. Strictly. (laughs) Strictly about javelin. Wow. Uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about the Mets. We're going to talk about the Yankees as well. But this guys are hating on me so hard tonight. We're not hating. No, 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 no. Hating. No, 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 no. You gave me the Nance. You, you, you lured me in with the Nance. My defenses were down, and now two shots to the gut. What was wrong with the Nance? It's, you it's, softened it's, me up, and you went for my tender underbelly. <laughs> Look, all we're saying is you're an Olympics guy. That's all. That's it. Now, what, nothing, what was nothing, wrong with that? Nothing more than that. Not hating gonna, on you. I'm going to sit back. Okay. So I um, uh, Cal, the Mets. You had a, you had a you wild did, idea. You did it to Cal again. I want you to throw it out there because this is what we can do on our show. You yeah. had a wild, uh, crazy idea about uh, trading Ike Davis. Well, Spoiler. Did I did I ruin it? <laughs> wow, you're a horrible man. Good good setup there. Uh, I, I, I made fun of myself for ruining the See, setup. The thing is, at the end, Rosebud <laughs> is a sled. Didn't we have a joke about people who who uh, always talk about Billy Holiday? Yes. No, I don't think I don't think we have. Thank you. So you're saying I'm a ripoff artist? Is what you're saying? Did I say that? Basically. <laughs> now you turn on. Not in so many words. Right. Don't you, you have a Richard for the fun load? I'm going to give myself uh, an assignment for the fun load. I'm going to write down five original things you've done. Oh, I'll be back. I was hoping that you. Don't you have a Richard Klein impression to do for us, real quick? Ah, Richard who's Klein. that? Just so you should say camp. You're not you even there yet. Beagle Beagle there. Part of it is. 
Yeah, I thought it was my fashion. Okay, time for the fun mode, please. Please. Now we go into the fun mode. Now notice how we never, ever get there. Cal, I want you to count sequiturs and non-sequiturs. Okay. <laughs> yes. I, I eat too much. That's oh. one for you guys to get around. There's one. That's one. There's my <laughs> I mean, my bad. I started. I just what I just consumed. <laughs> <laughs> give us the run. Give us the rundown. I, <laughs> There's two. I, I took it from that direction. Fair enough. Really... <laughs> but you, well, you gotta first. you know stock up for the uh, for the fun load. That's what it is. I love that you now you really own the fun load. Thank you. I don't know what you're talking about? That's I do apologize that we're going into extra time for the fun load. Four. There's four. Send all your questions to. We're going to put it up on the net. There's five. Like the, daily, right. like the, daily, the fun load interview has become the Daily Show interview on a nightly basis. Stick around, and uh, we'll put it all up on the net. Did you see it last night, by the way, Peach? We're not going to talk politics, <laughs> but last night was a particularly That's a big one, good. Big, uh, you know what? Me too. Cal, will you like that? A big as a right kid? turn. Oh. That's seven. Do your girls do that? That's um, eight. No. We don't allow them to eat in front of the TV. Oh, good job. TV in the bathroom. I had TV that in college. In the bathroom. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> Nine. We had that in, on, in, in uh, uh, one house I was in in college. We had a TV in the bathroom. With, uh, Richard Klein at the bitter end. The problem with your David Brenner right now is that your material is actually better than his. Eleven callback. Yeah. Oh. I'm gonna put a little red check mark next to it. I got a list here. I got. I'm working with paper tonight. I hope you know. Right, I, now we finally get into I, solid. Can I say this about weightlifting? Difficult for me to watch. Uh, next week we're gonna talk about the Olympics. Is what you're saying? And that's it. You keep I'm me saying off. we're talking about it right now. We don't have time. We don't have. We don't time. have time. <laughs> we're, got, let's let's talk about it next week. It'll be underway. Be what did you do to me? Now crushed I said. We're put, we're, I, we're make, you we're told making me to the, assemble a fun load. I made you two part fun load. We're making Lindsay Buckingham. We're, we're Lindsay Buckinghaming you. All right, you I get, get the point. You get in on the solids, Stop and it. then it leads you to the fun load. We haven't even gotten to the fun load. Enough. Now, count by the, the way, that again. was uh, what, what was the, what's the name of the Christmas uh, the band that always plays Nassau Coliseum? Oh, Mannheim Steamroller? <laughs> what is that, 14 now? <laughs> that was the Mannheim yeah. Steamroller version of the Olympic fanfare. There's no time that for the fun big. That was large. production. <laughs> they didn't get John Williams for that? How do they not get John Williams for that? All I know is the, the Olympics are in London. They don't get John Williams to do the uh, the, the theme? Come on now. Well, I was That's right. like, uh, if the Olympics were in, uh, oh, I don't know. Like last year when the Olympics were in Canada and they had Brian Adams singing. The opening. I saw a great tweet the other day. Uh, tweet! Uh, seven, 17. And the, the hashtag was about sports specific to London. There's no time! The London Olympics. <laughs> <laughs> the Gallagher brothers fencing during the opening <laughs> ceremony. There was no time, Peach, for you. Oh, that would be so good. Underrated. Got it. All right, you're, you're not, not going to let me do my ending? All right, I'm totally deflated now. Wow. What, you had an I ending? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You had an ending? I did not know yet. Do the ending. You played him off. I just... You, you completely killed me. Do the... Well, I mean, it, it's a quarter to 12. We got to wrap. <laughs> Again. The people have been on the treadmill for two hours. They did you ask me to do a fun load or not? Yes. We, we didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be a 35-minute fun load. We didn't even get into it. 
did a solid. The solid was, as, you know, That's ten minutes. Part of it. Can wow. we make all our production meetings be like uh, Cal the newsroom? Cal jumps to my defense. Did you hear that? Story? <laughs> Come on, I play, did. It, play I the last thing, please. Play it. I'm play not what? ending. I'm not ending ending this podcast until you play what you were going to play for the last now part of the Olympic mean. thing. Come on, no, but be funny it's, now. Be it's, funny. it's a it's a bit. I wrote I wrote a, a <laughs> whole thing. It was the fun load. I wrote the fun load, <laughs> and you took me to the precipice of it and was like, "All right, then we got no time, and we're gone." <laughs> Go for it. Do it. Go for it. Do it. You gave me the one a.m. sketch and then told me it was one o five. I'll tell you it. what. Do it. It's, uh, we gave you the ten to one, and we cut it, Lorne Michael style. In by the way, that's, uh, that's, that's right. Sub, that's sub right. reference, and I got to vent about it in front of the audience. It's good. <laughs> Can you do it? Can you do it next week? Not going to be good next week. But all right. No, you just, well, you're just going to put together going on. compilation of <laughs> compilation about of how the Olympics are going to be going on. Does it matter? <laughs> that's me giving up on everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, just, will we see you next week, Peach? Throwing the crawler against the wall. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you trying to say? The prosecution rests. <laughs> well, uh. There's no I, uh, time! I apologize. No time. Hey, did you see that tweet? There's no. <laughs> Time. Remember Brian Adams? I don't know where the time went. <laughs> uh, yep. Certainly yep. forces us to look in the mirror a little bit, huh? <laughs> PJ Final Unload. It's been fun. I've enjoyed it, and I don't know when I'll see you again. Actually, in all honesty, you're on uh, vacation next week, right, pal? Uh, I am going on a tour of the uh, North Atlantic. Have you gotten the t-shirts made yet? <laughs> yes. The Kachopo family tour? Yes, we're all matching. I'm going to be eating in uh, several states. <laughs> I'm going to have snacks in several states. Do you really like the Linzer cookies, by the way? I love all jelly sandwich cookies. Really? He's the only yeah. one I know. Yeah, me too. I pass them. I pass right up on them. No thanks. Well, you know who's played to drop them in now. That's right. If you get a box of cookies nice, Cal, what are you going for? Like the bakery cookies. I like the chocolate chip one with the big chips on it. Nice. I like the I like the jelly one, but I like the long one with the chocolate on the front. Yeah. Looks like looks like a submarine. Yes. And then the sprinkles on the chocolate. It's all yours. Yeah, you have no problem with that. Chocolate and jelly can't mix them. We'll get into that another time. There's a very small dis, uh, dispersion of uh, dispersion. That's not a word. Uh, <laughs> no. <it's not. laughs> no. 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 That's how much it is. Correct. There's a very small amount of jelly to right. cookie. The ratio is very small on those cookies. Uh, Peach, I, I apologize if I was uh, sort of a D-bag to you last week. I apologize. 
I'm glad you put together an eight and a half minute segment about what a d bag I am. That's only sure because I only had three hours to do it. If I had all afternoon, forget it. <laughs> See what happens? Now I have to play the end music twice because I have to apologize for being a D-back. We're out of time. <laughs> Yet we have time to make 17 more sub-references. <laughs> Let's talk about jelly-filled cookies while we're at it. <laughs> got a couple more minutes. Cal, final on those. Hey, welcome back off of the injured reserve list, Rick DiPietro. Welcome back to the active roster. You're a terrible person. You'll be there for about six minutes. <laughs> oh, shit. Three don't days pick, without an accident. Do not pick that penny up. Uh, <laughs> my, my final unload is uh, next, uh, this coming Tuesday night, uh, City Field, me and my buddy Bry. My buddy Cal watching a Met game. I'm really, really looking forward to it. Haven't been to a game since the Yankee game and... Uh, I've been to a game with Cal in a long time. Really looking forward to sitting down and watching the Metropolitan. Uh, so I think we get R.A. Dickey, maybe. Yeah, it'll be us and a couple of other people. That's right. It'll be an intimate, intimate gathering. Uh, we will see you next week. We won't see PJ next week. He'll be on vacation. Uh, but uh, Cal and I will be here. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Cal, Peach. Hey, lo- do you think yes. that the bakery string has had its time? Like, why do they tie up the bakery box? Oh, that red and white string. Why don't you use just a piece of tape? We leave you with that. Ready to unload. Cal and Sandy. <laughs> Scott Muni. It's crazy. <laughs> Scott Muni, Jocodile. <laughs> Get ready for some synchronized diving. And the yard bird.